شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So carrying on from كتاب التوحيد twenty fourth chapter باب ما جاء في السحر وتوكن باب السحر magic and السحر السحر generally the word See, the, the, the letters seen ha and ra in a lot of words they allude to the meaning of something which is hidden something that's alluded to, that's alluded to a meaning something that's hidden it is, there's something in Arabic language that some scholars they mention which is that um, a lot of times what, um, when, a, when, a, when a word they have certain letters there are many, many different words they will have these same, same, they, these same certain letters and they will allude to a similar meaning altogether. Or they have a common meaning at least. Not necessarily a similar meaning, but a common meaning. For sihr, for example, a lot of things that have these same letters, seen ha and ra, they go back to things that are hidden. Like a sihr. A sihr, which is when? It's the last part of the night. It's dark, because things are hidden at that time. Sihr and things like that, right? So a sihr, it goes back to ma khafiya wa latufa sababuhu. The reason for its happening and... Uh, something's happening, but the reason is hidden. It's not very clear. It's not very apparent. ما خفية ولا طفا سببه ما خفية ولا طفا سببه. As for what we know as sihr in the, in the, in the shar, is uh, it it is ruqa. It is words that are said تنفث في العقد that are blown into knots. That are blown into knots. I'm going to explain it, inshallah. Words that are blown into knots باستعانة من الشياطين. With help from the shayateen. So, ruqa tunfakhu fi l'uqad bisti'anatin min al-shayateen. Words that are blown into knots with help from the shayateen, right? And what it, what it means is that a person, wal'iyadu billah, the background behind sihr is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent it down to the earth as a test for the people. Can someone turn that off? Ibrahim. Ibrahim. And also it's too loud, it's a bit too loud. No, it's, okay, it's okay, so it's a bit um, what was I saying? The sihr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, sent it down to the earth through angels, two angels named Harut and Marut. And mentioned in the ayah, وَاتَّبَعُوا مَا تَتْلُوا الشَّيَاطِينُ عَلَى مُلْكِ سُلَيْمَانِ وَمَا كَفَرَ السُلَيْمَانُ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا The shayateen, they were the ones who committed kufr. By doing what? يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحْرِ They will teach the people sihr. This sihr was sent down, magic, was sent down through two angels named Harut and Marut in order to test the people. And they were sent down to teach the people uh, this sihr. And they would say, We are only a fitna, so do not disbelieve, do not learn this. Do not, do not learn these things because it is disbelief. Okay? And people they 
when they were when they came to learn learn it and they were told this is disbelief so do not learn it and they opposed but they learned it and they passed it down especially through Jews uh, and the Yahud are one of the worst people when it comes to al-sihr a lot of them they are involved in sihr that's what Allah says about them alam tara ila alladhina utu nasiban min al-kitab yu'minuna bil-jibti wat-taghut they believe in jibt and taghut jibt yani sihr magic the Jews they believe in magic and shaitan tayyib and we know that from history and we know that from the present as well that the people who are most involved when it comes to this the, the, the things of sihr are are the Jews even though other people do do it as well um, and the way that these people would do it generally is seeking help remember we said ruqa right so they would seek help from shayateen they would have a friend from the shayateen from the jinn who would have a contract with the magician with the sahir he has a contract with the sahir for him to help him but obviously is the, is the shaytan going to do it for free? no what's the price for it? the price for it is al-kufr that you have to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the shaytan would command this man or this sahir, this magician who wants to do this, this, this evil act he would command him to do kufr disbelieve in Allah so he would say to him take a mushaf and stand on it and walk into the toilet with it and he would say to him urinate on the mushaf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would say to him go and slaughter a black goat in the name of uh, of this shaitan of Iblis no, shorter in the name of Iblis or he would say do sujood to me every now and again and he would put him in a state of ihana of humiliation by saying to him that you can't do ghusl you can't have you can't have wudu and you can't do ghusl you can't have a bath and they hate as you know shayateen they, they, they love dirty smells because the nufus al-khabitha evil souls they like evil smells that's why the most pure souls they like good smells so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the most pure, pure souls, and therefore, what did he say in the hadith? حُبِّ بَيْلِيَّ مِنْ دُنْيَاكُمْ أَطِيبُ وَالنِّسَاءِ What was made beloved to me in this dunya was uh, perfume. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam loved perfume and women were nisa. طيب. يعني because he was, his soul was pure, and the shayatin they hate good smells and they like evil smells so you find that this sahir will be made to stay inside the sewage or dirty places and dark places at night time and things like that and it will be humiliation all for what? for a small help from shaitan that they can't even do anything without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliating themselves like Allah says وَمَا يَعْلِمَانِ فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفِرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ These Sahara, these magicians, they can't harm anyone except by the permission of Allah إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفِرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ and they learned a knowledge that if they were to buy it and they were to learn it they would have no portion in the akhirah and the one who has no portion in the akhirah is who? the kafir disbeliever and so the sahir he goes into this state of humiliation the magician he goes into this state of humiliation in order to gain a small help from the jinn in order to harm people and we say the belief of Ahlul Sunnah is that magic it harms people haqiqatan. It makes people, it harms people re- reality. It can make a person ill. Really, it can really pick, make a person ill, right? And this is the belief of Ahlul Sunnah as opposed to certain groups of people who they say that magic doesn't exist. Like in, it does exist as we see in real life and as we see from the Quran and the Sunnah and there's no difference of opinion amongst the people of Islam on this generally. So, the way, that's the way they do it. So, and then, they, they, then when they have this contract between the shay, shaitan and the sahir, what the, the, the magician, what they would do is that when the sahir, someone comes to them, for example, and another, and another evil, evil person comes to the magician and says what? 
go um, and I'll, I'll pay you. Uh, separate between this man and his husband and, 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 his, and his wife, sorry. This man and his wife, separate between them. Or make, I, I love this person, so make them love me as well. Or uh, harm this person, I just don't like them, harm them. But they can't do that except by the permission of Allah. So that, therefore we need to understand that no one can harm you with magic if you're protecting yourself. If you're praying your salawat five times a day, if you're doing your adhkar in the morning and in the evening, if you're staying away from haram, you're doing wudu properly, and things like that, they know that the, the shayateen, they can't harm anyone that is doing that. The Prophet ﷺ gave us something simple, easy. Whoever eats seven dates ajwa, from the ajwa, ajwa dates and everything in the morning, then Allah will protect him from magic and poison for that day. That easy, right? You think that they can harm you, yani dates, if you eat those seven dates, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you with that, right? So these people, they have no power, and Allah only allows them to do things to people who, or only allows them by his permission. It's not by their power at all. It's only by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allows it to go to happen as a test for some people. Um, and so what they do now, uh, which I'm, I'm explaining the, the definition of magic, right? They blow into ruqa, right? They blow into, they seek help from the shaitan. And they will do ruqya. You know how ruqya we do it with Quran, right? We read Quran, you go put, 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 right? You blow into the, into the person who you're, who you're seeking to do ruqya for. So these people, they will do this, these same ruqa, they will blow into knots. And these knots, that's why you find when you, if, you, if, you, if anyone has seen uh, pieces of, of, of sihr, that you find that there's strings attached and there's knots. And everyone will always say to you, untie those knots. Why? Because the sihr is inside the knots. You have untie it or you burn it or you cut it or whatever like that. So they blow into that and they will tie the knots and the sihr will be there as long as the knot is still intact. And so obviously if a person finds the magic, that's why we find that they will take the knots apart. Tayyip. Uh, so it is, you, you, they, they will say words seeking help from the Iblis, from Shaitan, disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do humiliating things, and then they blow the knots, and then that would be a reason for that person who they want to harm to be harmed, and they are not being harmed except for the, and they will never be harmed if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want them to be harmed. And if a person protects himself, if a person does his adhkar and salah, and protects himself, wallahi, they have no power over you. So do not be scared of these people. Wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala is more deserving to be feared than that. So generally this is what is, the this is the general definition of a sihr This is the general definition of a sihr Okay? Um, so then the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, brings in ayat. So, the, the point of this chapter is to show the ruling of sihr. And before we, actually, before we go into it, what is the ruling on sihr? Sihr is disbelief, it's kufr billahi azza wa jal. All situations, any person who does sihr, then he's a kafir. And if he dies upon that, then he'll be in the akhirah forever, number one. The second ruling on sihr is that a person who does sihr, the sahir, the magician, they are to be executed in the Islamic sharia and they are not to be sought to repent. Yani even if they repent, they're still to be executed. Right? There are certain rulings that if someone repents, like for example, a person doesn't pray in the Islamic Sharia in, in, in the court, they will be executed now. But if he repents, if he repents and starts praying and he starts praying, then he's not, the ruling goes away from him. Right? But as for the Sahir, even if he repents, then they are, they are executed in the Sharia. So those are two rulings of the, of the Sahir, and we're going to look at that in this chapter. Now, you know, um, when it comes to the ruling of the execution of the Sahir, um, how would, uh, say for example, in Islam, or how would they prove it? So, for, like, the Kufar, they used to have similar kind of witchcraft, and they would be just plain people 
No, it will be proven through through actual sihr, Islamically known sihr. This sihr was done by. And obviously, if they can't prove it, then it's not. No one, no one's punished for that. It's only proven when it's actually the evidence is there. It's not what used to happen in this country where they have witch trials and stuff like that. It's not the same. Or someone just looks weird and they do. It's not the same. In Islam, if you come to the Friday lesson, you understand that everything is al-bayyina. We have to look for evidences. We don't in Islam. We don't go by khurafat like just. Uh, Myths and stuff like that. Like, go through evidences. Taala, and Allah says in the Quran. So we're proving here the ruling of the Sahir. Taala, Allah says in the Quran. Alimu, they have learnt. Laman ma lahu fil min khalaq. They have learnt something. This, uh, they have learnt something that whoever buys this, yeah, and whoever takes it on and learns it, ma lahu fil min khalaq. He has no place in the akhirah. And this word ma lahu fil min khalaq. He has no portion of the akhirah, sorry, not place, no portion of the akhirah. That means that this person is a kafir. Whenever, whenever that we see that, طيب. no one has no portion in the akhirah except for a kafir And from here we understand that learning sihr itself is haram. Learning it in and of itself is haram. Just learn, look, looking into the books of magic or sorcery and all of this, whether it be English or any other language, all of it is not allowed. Allah says about the Jews he says about them in, in criticizing them they believe in Al-Jibt Wal-Taghut Umar Umar Al-Khattab he says Al-Jibtu Jibt is Sihr magic Wal-Taghut is Shaitan the Jews they used to believe in magic يعني we know that the Jews they they, they, they indulge in, in magic a lot of them Wal-Taghut and the Taghut is Shaitan they believe in Shaitan وقال جابر الطواغيت the Tawagheet Kuhanun kana yanzilu alayhim al-shaytan Fi kulli hayin wahid Is the Kahin The Kahin is a soothsayer The Kahin is a soothsayer Which also falls under the ruling of Sihir as well Okay The soothsayer is the one who claims to know the unseen Through seeking help from the shaytan And remember we took this right When we were speaking about um, The Shaitan, how they go on top of each other and they go to the sky and they listen to the angels and it comes back down and obviously the Shaitan, his, his help is working for a soothsayer and he goes and he tells him something that he heard and he tells 100 lies on top of it. This is the Kahin, that's the soothsayer, the one who claims to know the unseen, whether it be someone who says he reads your, 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 your palm or reads, reads the bottom of the cup, things like that. All of these people are. Uh, they come under the same ruling The shaitan used to come down to these soothsayers In every tribe they would have one soothsayer From the Jahili Arabs All of the tribes they would have Each tribe they would have their own soothsayer And the Jahili Arabs at that time The one who is the sheikh for them Was the magician And for them the, the sheikh Or the one who they would go to for any disputes Or anything like that was the Kahin or Sahir or the magician All of that stuff that's why he says that. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أبو هريرة نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم he said اجتنبوا السبع الموبقات stay away from the seven destructive deeds seven destructive السبع الموبقات موبقات means things that destroy you things that destroy you and so the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is telling us about these seven deeds that destroy a person and put them into the hellfire. قالوا يا رسول الله they said O Messenger of Allah what are these seven deeds that throw a person into the hellfire? قال he said الشرك بالله to worship other than Allah سبحانه وتعالى والسحر and magic وقتل النفس التي حرم الله إلا بالحق and to kill someone who you have no that Allah has made haram unless there is a right 
وَأَكْلُ الرِّبَا and to eat riba interest وَأَكْلُ مَالِ الْيَتِيمِ and to eat and steal the wealth of an orphan orphan you go and steal his wealth وَالتَّوَلِّ يَوْمَ الزَّحْفِ and to run away on the day of a zahf يعني the battlefield when the two and the two lions are in battlefield so imagine the Muslim lions and against the enemies they're at the field they're about to start the war and then you run away at that time is tawalli yawm al-zahf one of the major sins وَقَذْفُ الْمُحْصَنَاتِ الْغَافِلَاتِ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ and to accuse a chaste heedless woman believing woman يعني you come and you say a believing woman she done zina with this guy she done this this act with this guy saying she's a whatever all of these words that they call people or and it counts for the man as well and it counts for the man as well say that he commits this and that he commits zina or she commits zina this is from the major sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about it in the Quran those people who accuse women of doing such a thing they are cursed in the dunya and in the akhirah in this world and in the, in the hereafter so these are the seven major sins so what from amongst them he mentioned what? as-sihr وعن جندب مرفوعا جندب نريتس مرفوعا he said from the, I mean from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم حد الساحر ضربه بالسيف the punishment of the ساحر of the magician is that he is struck with the sword he is struck with the sword رواه التلميذي it was narrated by التلميذي in his جامع وقال صحيح الصحيح عنه موقوف and authentically it's not narrated from the Prophet وسلم, but it was from Jundub and he is a Sahabi therefore it is an authentic hadith an authentic narration وفي صحيح البخاري in the authentic uh, صحيح البلمان بخاري عن بجالة بن عبدة قال بجالة بن عبدة from the Tabi'een he said كتب عمر بن الخطاب عمر بن الخطاب he wrote a letter to all of the governors whilst he was the Khalifa he was the leader of the Muslims he wrote to the governors أن يقتلوا كل ساحر وساحرة that every magician man or woman should be executed قال فقتلنا ثلاث سواحر so we executed three magicians وصح عن حفصة and it's also authentically narrated from حفصة بنت عمر the daughter of Umar bin Khattab who is also the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam أنها أمرت بقتل جارية لها سحرتها فقتلت that a slave girl that she had done sihr, done magic on her and so she was sent to court and she was executed and that, these, these three evidences it shows and also وكذا صح عن جندب it's also narrated from جندب وقال أحمد أن ثلاثة من أصحاب رسول الله sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this ruling is also narrated from three of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so these evidences from the hadith of Jundub to the hadith of Umar Hafsa and the, the, the speech of Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala shows what? the punishment of sihr is execution That's what it is. and before that it was all the hadith that came before that and the ayah is to show that sihr is a sin which is kufr that is what he mentions there. Before, um, before we finish, one la- the reason why he's bringing these evidences to show that the punishment of the sahir is execution is because there is a difference of opinion amongst the scholars. There is a difference of opinion amongst scholars. The Shafi'iyah, they say that, and Imam Shafi'i says that uh, the sahir is not killed. Is not killed. Rather, he's only executed if he kills. And because with magic, you can kill someone, right? A person can kill someone with sihr. So if he does that, then he is executed. But if he has not done that, then he's done a major sin and the leader does what he wills with him. And he can execute him as ta'zir. 
But as for the, the method of Imam Ahmed, it is that the sahir is executed and that is the authentic method and that's the correct opinion because of the evidence that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Magic, uh, at least kufr, does that include learning as well, or is that just a major sin? Learning? They said, mm-hmm. that the one they have learned something that, that they bought that they have taken, that if they learn it, they'll have no portion in the akhirah. So, if they learn it, mm-hmm. they learn how to do it, and that is kufr itself. And, and some, and there is difference of opinion, there is difference of opinion on it. And with Imam Shafi is saying, even though Sayyid said the, the magic doesn't kill you, that still means still, still disbeliever, right? Still. Yeah, the person is disbeliever, no doubt. No, 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 there's a difference of opinion if he's a disbeliever, you get it? Because oh. if he's a Sahir, is a disbeliever or not? He's a disbeliever or not? Then if he's a, if he's a, if he becomes a Kafir, then he's a Murtad, he leads the religion of Islam, right? Oh. So in that situation, he's executed anyway. Like in the one, there's a difference of opinion the Sahir straight away is he, a, is he a Kafir or not? And the correct opinion is that he is. Why? Because he can't do Sahir except by. Committing kufr, right? You understand? So it's definitely. Nah. في مسائل الأولى الأولى تفسير آية. I wish I get microphone so someone just read it in English. Should we do that? Okay, next time maybe Ibrahim comes. في مسائل الأولى تفسير آية البقرة ذاية سورة البقرة الثانية تفسير آية النساء الثالثة تفسير الجبت والطاغوت والفرق بينهما. So the تفسير الجبت والطاغوت and the difference between جبت وطاغوت. What's جبت? الجبت الآية. السحر والطاغوت الشيطان الرابعة أن الطاغوت قد يكون من الجن وقد يكون من الإنس الطاغوت كان بيجن أن الطاغوت كان يصبي من الهيمن بينز الخامسة معرفة السبع المبقات المخصوصة بالنهي the seven destructive sins السادسة number six is أن الساحر يكفر the ساحر the magician is a disbeliever السابعة يقتل ولا يستتاب that the ساحر the magician is executed and is not sought لا يستتاب يعني repentance isn't sought from him الثامنة وجود هذا في المسلمين على عهد عمر فكيف بعده these this thing meaning magic was amongst the Muslims at the time of Umar al-Khattab so what do you think about today those people who come and alhamdulillah I don't know if it's I don't think it's present amongst our generation especially in London and things like that it is it's there I know it's there لكن it's not how much it was present in the past especially especially when you consider the fact that a lot of these deviant groups their leaders are they do sihr themselves especially from the Sufis they, a lot of their leaders themselves are the ones who are doing the sihr themselves and they give you an amulet saying it's going to protect you but in reality what's that amulet it has sihr in it to keep you away from doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded you to do to make you sad to make you depressed to make you suicidal all of these kind of things and it happens it happens today but a lot of us we have maybe maybe we haven't experienced it in um, يعني as much as our, the previous generation would have experienced in their own countries right but it's still present wallahu musta'an and it's one of the major sins so in this chapter we're going to explain some types of sihr different types of sihr that are narrated in the sharia طيب قال الإمام أحمد so these are certain types of magic that are present amongst people قال أحمد حدثنا محمد بن جعفر قال حدثنا عوف عن حيان بن العلاء قال حدثنا قطب بن قبيص عن أبيه أنه سمع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said إن العيافة والطرق والطيرة من الجبت so he mentions three different types of three different types of 
actions that are, are, are sihr. The first one is al-iyafah. Al-iyafah. Um, al-iyafah, it is a way of people, They. it is a way to claim to, see the, uh, to know the unseen. What's going to happen in the future? So... What would they, what they would do, al-iyafa, what they would do is, they would get a bird, a person would get a bird, and this is not just generally, this is not just magicians, this is a lot of people, it's, it's omens, what they would do. They would get a bird, and they would move it, and they would make it fly. And if the bird was to fly from the left to the right, they would say, this is good, I'm going to have a good day today. Or if the bird was to remove, fly from the right to the left, then he'd say, I'm going to have a bad day, and he'll go back. And he wouldn't do what he wanted to do. So let's say he was going to do a business deal today. And then he says, okay, let me just see my luck, how my luck is going to be today. So he gets a bird and he, he, a fly. if he flies this way, then he's going, to be, he's going to have good luck. So he goes and he does it. If he flies this way, then it is a bad luck. It's a sign of bad luck for him. So he's not going to do it. What's similar to that in, in today? People, they see, a, they see you up, uh, a raven outside, a black raven or something like that, or a black cat. They see a black cat and they think they can have bad luck for that, for that day or whatever, I don't know how long they are. These kind of things. All of this he considered to be min al-jibt, from jibt. It's not necessarily sihr itself, but it is. It is similar to sihr, it is similar to magic because of the fact that it is the claim of knowing the unseen. Is that clear? Superstitions. Superstitions, yeah. So what's the difference between this and tatayur? It is tatayur. Exactly tatayur. So the same thing. The what? The iyafa. The iyafa. All of this. You're going to see the iyafa and the tarq and the All of it is tatayur. All of it is tatayur. It comes under bad omens. But generally, tatayur, bad omens, they are the all type of sihr in terms of, not in terms of the actual sihr that we learned, the, the one where they blow into the shayateen like but it's, it's, a, it's a type of sihr from its meaning we're going to see in this chapter as well at the end you're going to see that he actually mentions namima to be um, uh, sihr and he mentions speech to be sihr as well so when you say types of sihr here we don't mean types of sihr in terms of um, the actual blowing into the shayateen but what he, means, what he means by the types of sihr here are things that are similar to sihr in either their effect or how they are done or, or what they, why they are done you understand? So we're going to see that inshallah. So he said, Al-Iyafa. Wat-Tarq. Wat-Tarq is another type of thing that they would do, is that they would hit uh, something with stones. They would throw stones. Okay? So, Al-Darbu bil-Hasa. Fakana yaqbidu ahadahum, ahadahum hasan fi yadihi, thumma yadribuha fi al-ard. He would get a stone and he would throw it on the earth. Fayustadil, and he would see the sand, how the sand moved, in order to see how his luck is going to be. Have you seen those people, the soothsayers, or they get, you know, they get a ball. They get a ball and things like that. I don't know if it's just a kind of like a Western culture thing, but even in um, in Muslim countries, you have that. You have the people. This you go into them and they, they say, okay, I'm gonna look into this. They get your cards, that kind of stuff, right? So talk is the type of thing that the Arabs they used to have. They used to throw, throw a stone, look at the sand, how the sand moved, and they would they would they would say you're gonna have good luck or bad luck based on that. طيب إن والطيارة الطيارة it is فعل ما يحمل على الإحجام أو الإقدام. Uh, and we're going to speak about it in, in detail when the Bible of Tira actually comes. But what Tira is, Tira is basically anything that makes you do something or not do something. Either you're going to go and do something or you're not going to do it based on that thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never made it have any effect. Like for example, what? you come outside, you see a rainbow. 
He said, okay, today I'm gonna have good luck. Let me go, let me go invest something, some money. He goes outside, he sees a black cat. He's gonna have bad luck today. Let me stay at home. طيب. All of these things, they come under al-tiyarah. All of these are types of Egypt. And they are all, they're all connected to bad omens. And they are all haram. So just explaining what we just explained. Egypt is الشيطان. This word Rannatu Shaytan, what it means is the sound of Shaytan. The sound of Shaytan. But some of the scholars they mentioned that this is a mistake on the people who wrote or those who copied the book of Kitab al Tawheed from Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdurrahab. And what should have been written is Innahu Shaytan. Not Rannatu Shaytan, it is Innahu Shaytan. Yani Egypt is Shaytan. Egypt is shaitan and to say the sound of shaitan is not narrated if you look if you look at this this word of this uh, narration from al hasan if you look at it in musnad imam ahmed and then you check no do you need it oh, good. and you can have it well it's okay well it's fine honestly well it's fine it's fine if you get it it's okay it's okay um it is shaitan and that's that's what's been narrated in musnad imam ahmed itself طيب so is explaining Egypt as shaitan. إسناده جيد وليأبي داود والنسائي وابن حبان في صحيحه المسند منه وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من اقتبس شعبة من النجوم فقد اقتبس شعبة من السحر زاد ما زاد رواه أبو داود بإسناد صحيح. This is another type of thing that comes under the general meaning of سحر which is what what's the general meaning of سحر Something that's hidden. Something that's Something that's hidden. And claiming to know the unseen is claiming to know the hidden, right? طيب. So he said, from the types of sihr now, it's not which is not sihr, the, the one we spoke about in the previous chapter. It's, it's, it's different. It comes under the general meaning is من اقتبس شعبة من النجوم to learn about the knowledge of um, astrology, astrology that you use to claim to know the unseen. You know people they use holo, holo, horoscopes, horoscopes, um, and things like that. And the Arabs generally they were they had they had a lot of knowledge when it comes to the stars. Why? Because that's all they have. Yes, they have desert and, and star. So if you have if you see in the, in the Arabian Peninsula the stars, they would have every star, almost every star that you see up up the sky will have a name. And they will use it in a good way and in a bad way. Allah tells us in the Quran we can use it in a good way, which is what. وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَصَابِيحَ We have beautified the lowest heaven with masabih, with lamps, يعني the stars. بِمَصَابِيحَ وَجَعَلْنَاهَا Should I put it here? وَجَعَلْنَاهَا It was like this when I put it here, it's fine. وَجَعَلْنَاهَا رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ We also made the stars as رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ As Things that they attack the shayateen. So those are two reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars. Beautification and also to attack the shayateen. And the third one is And also by the stars they are guided. So you'll find that a desert Arab, he would know the, the direction of where he's going according to the star, the north, star, east, west, whatever, all of, the, all of these kind of things. They would know that based on the stars. They would also know Knowledge which is also known as Ilm al-Nujum And we're going to have a whole chapter on this The author when he brings this he says Tiyara Which was the last hadith It's going to have a whole chapter based on it And there's going to be a whole chapter based on astrology uh, Tanjim 
Okay, we're gonna go through that, inshallah ta'ala. Um, and so he says, and also they they would they would use the the stars to know the season. Yeah, and they would say that winter's coming in the next two days based on how the moon is or how the sun is or how the star is and the degree at which it is and all this kind of knowledge that they would they, they would know. So Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, "Man shu'bata min al-nujum." Whoever goes and tries to learn the knowledge of astrology, فقد اقتبس شعبه من السحر. He has learned a type of sihr magic. And that doesn't mean all types of astrology. It means the type of astrology that people use in order to claim to know the unseen. As for using it to guide yourself Or using it to know the season Or using it to see that when this star comes up It's probably going to rain Then that's allowed As long as you don't believe the stars are doing it themselves As opposed to the Sabi'un Who were a religion until today They worship the stars And they think the stars are the ones who do these things But generally if you use it to say that This is a sign that it's going to rain From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala No, that's not because of the star Nor is it the star itself And it's not even because of the star It's just a sign that's going to happen Like the clouds are a sign that rain's going to come, right? In that case it's allowed but so he says this is what we're talking yeah, they they still, and it's still a sin. Still, it's not necessarily kufr itself, but it's a sin. And reading it itself, even if you don't believe in it, it's a sin. It's not allowed. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Man ata arrafan lam tuqbal lahu salatan salatu arba'in yaman." Whoever comes to a soothsayer, salah won't be accepted from you for forty days. Just comment him. You don't believe him. Then he says, "Man ata arrafan fasadqahu bima yaqul faqad kafar bima unzil ala Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." Then he, if you believe the one, then you have disbelief, and it's a minor disbelief, not a major disbelief. And then, so all of it's not allowed. Um, so you know by saying it's going to rain in a week's time because of the sun, isn't that? No. No. It says it might rain. We believe, This is a sign it's going to rain. We don't say, no, no one says that 100% sure it's going to say. Even the kuffar don't say that. Even the kuffar don't say that it's definitely going to rain today. They say it's very likely. But no one says that it's 100% going to rain. No one, but if someone does say that based on, as if he, he knows the unseen, then no, that's not allowed. You understand? وَلِلنَّسَائِي مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ مَنْ عَقَدَ عُقْدَةً ثُمَّ نَفَثَ فِيهَا فَقَدْ سَحَرُ مَنْ سَحَرَ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكَ وَمَنْ تَعَلَّقَ شَيْئًا وُكِلَ إِلَيْهِ Hadith says مَنْ عَقَدَ عُقْدَةً Whoever ties a knot ثُمَّ نَفَثَ فِيهَا Then you blow in it فَقَدْ سَحَرُ He has committed سِحَر And this is how the magicians they commit their sihr right وَمَنْ سَحَرَ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكَ and whoever commits sihr then he has committed shirk وَمَنْ تَعَلَّقَ شَيْئًا وُكِلَ إِلَيْهِ and whoever hangs something to protect him then that's he's going to be left to that thing يعني take that thing and let it protect you وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه narrated the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said أَلَا هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ مَلْعَضْحَ هي النميمة القالة بين الناس رواه مسلم ابن مسعود he said that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said should I not tell you what is العضح which is magic قال هي النميمة it is نميمة القالة بين الناس النميمة so notice here how he said نميمة is a type of سحر النميمة is to spread gossip around people what is that it is نقل كلام الناس for you to take someone's speech he said something and you take it to someone else and you say, look what this guy said. 
with the intention that you make them hate each other or fight against each other. Right? He might have said it even, even if he said, what he said was true and he said something bad about that person. You going and taking it to the next person, say, look what this guy said. That is Namima, and the Prophet وسلم, considered it to be what? A type of sihr. Why? Because it was hidden. Because it was hidden. What was hidden? He done it behind his back. He went and he hid and he took the information. But it was another reason why it's also considered like sihr. Because one of the reasons why you use sihr, a person uses sihr, is to break people apart. So what did the person do? He took something secretly and he went to the next person and he broke their relationship apart because of that. So from both angles, it, it is similar to sihr, right? It's namima. And this is the major sin. Allah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Qattat la yadkhulul jannah. The one who is a qattat, يعني namima, he doesn't gossip, he will not enter into jannah. وَلَا تُطِعْ كُلَّ حَلَّافٍ مَهِينٍ هَمَّازٍ مَشَّائِمٍ بِنَمِيمٍ Do you not obey anyone who is هَمَّازٍ مَشَّائِمٍ بِنَمِيمٍ He walks around with namima, gossiping around people. And this is from the worst of characteristics of people. Person, he goes just to talk about people. And this is something that a lot of people might do by accident. You know, everyone's sitting down as a family, for example, or, or as friends. And you say, you know, this guy said about that, that guy. You know, he said about you. And what have you done? You've put something inside that person's heart against another Muslim. Even if it's true, even if it's true, what business do you have to speak about that person? What sort of characteristic, what sort of manners is that? That person comes and he just brings about all of everything he speaks about is just, you know, what this guy said about you, you know, what he said about you. This is one of the worst of characteristics and it's one of the major sins. You know? What about if someone asks you, did this person say anything about me? Don't, 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 don't respond. Say Allah wa'ala. Don't respond to that. There was a hadith that a man came up to Amar um, al-Khattab and he said, so and so said, that about you and he stopped him, oh, I forgot the hadith. Mm. Have you heard of the hadith of that? I can't remember, no. Allah wa'ala. But is that, do you want to know the hadith, is it? Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the question, okay. Is there, not, is there a question behind it? No, no, I just wanted to know the hadith. Jimmy, it's like that. Good question, though. What's the ruling? Ruling of Namima. Someone that has sihr. The ruling is not the same as sihr. It's not execution or anything like that. Lakin, it is a major sin. But there's no, there's no punishment uh, related to it in the dunya. Yeah. Um, to fall under the hadith, just to be someone who constantly does it or just someone who. person who does it once, he's fallen into Namima. No doubt. A person who constantly does it, Lai Tukhul Jannah, yeah. Constantly does it. He won't into Jannah unless, unless he repents. Quickly, last few questions, quickly. What if you um, do that, but then you make sure that the other person knows about it? You know what I mean? Even then, it's not allowed. It's not allowed at all. It's a major sin as well. Mm. So, what advice would you give to uh, someone who's, you know, people, are you trying to avoid it? People around him are doing it, or how would you say? People that? around him doing it, tell them to stop doing it. Tell them, let's not talk about this, let's change the subject. Say if it's like family members, like elders. Even family members, say, uh, change the subject in a nice way. Obviously, family members, everyone has their way to deal with. Yeah. So people are your age group, you speak to them in a certain way. People are younger than you, speak to them, you speak to them another way. People are older than you, you speak to them another way. And the family members, you speak to them in another way. Everyone knows how to speak to a family member, everyone knows how to speak to different people. So everyone needs to speak to this person how they can. And if they can't change it, then they leave. You have to leave that Catherine. وَلَهُمَا عَنِ ابْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in the Rehtibah al Muslim إِنَّ مِنَ الْبَيَانِ لَسِحْرَى Some speech is magic. Some speech is magic. How? People, they, sometimes they will speak and they will beautify evil to you. They will speak in such a way and they will make it look so good. 
and you don't, you're mesmerized and shocked and you think it's so beautiful but behind it it's actually evil what he's saying he's calling to what he's calling to kufr he's calling to, calling to liberalism he says let's be everyone, everyone should be free to, what, to say what they want that sounds so good huh you should be free to say what you want you should be free to earn however you want you're a woman you're, you're your own person feminism you're a woman do what you want which is good it sounds good right Lakin behind it is what? These, these niyat al-khabitha, evil intentions that he wants to do. We know what, what Western societies want to do with all of these kind of things. And that's, that's the type of bay'inna min al-bayani la-sihra. Another type would be a person who beautifies sins. Everyone, what's the problem if a man and a woman who are both con- consenting to do what they want? What's the problem with that? And he tried to bring logical arguments to beautify the evil acts of zina. Someone's weed is just a plant. <laughs> yes, it's just a plant, and you just burn it. What's the problem? Yeah, it just makes you happy. So these kind of things in the min al-bayani sihran also they try to do it with with sins, and they try to do it with innovations. This person, he's a. We're only celebrating the the, the, the birthday of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What's wrong with it? Don't you love the Prophet? You hate the Prophet, right? After that, you hate the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. These women and children are dying in Syria. Why don't we go and do this with the rulers? Trying to beautify it with what? With emotions. Inna min al-bayani la-sihra. Some speech it has magic in it. Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala says about this hadith. It is a hadith that shows that it is it is it is criticizing the speech that has this type of effect. Some scholars they say no. Speech, if it has bad effect, then the sihr of it is bad. And sometimes it can have a good effect. If a person is speaking the truth, the Quran and the Sunnah, and it has an effect on that person, then that is a type of good bayan, a good a type of good speech. Is that clear? Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Tayyib. Fihi masail. Al-Ula. Anna al-iyafata wa al-tarqa wa al-tiyarata min al-jibt. Al-iyafata wa al-tarqa wa al-tiyarata is all from magic. Uh, and we mentioned what they are. ثاني تفسير العيافة تفسير العيافة والطرق الثانية أن علم النجوم من نوع السحر astrology is a type of سحر if it's used in the way that we explained الرابع العقد مع النفث من ذلك taking notes and blowing into it is part of سحر الخامس أن نميمة بين الناس من ذلك نميمة is also سحر سادس أن من ذلك بعض بعض الفصاحة some eloquence in your speech is also part of some سحر باب ما جاء we're speaking about now Remember we said The soothsayers right So this chapter is all about People who claim The, the kuhan And whoever are Similar to them So it's basically Not just, not just a soothsayer But Anyone who claims To know the unseen Using Things that are Not allowed Whether it be a kahin Someone who Reads your finger Reads your hand Or someone who reads a the bottom of a coffee cup or someone who reads your horoscope or someone who cards cards yeah cards they use their cards to tell you your future all of them they have the same ruling they have the same ruling رواه مسلم في صحيحه مسلم narrated in صحيح عن بعض أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم from some of the wives of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال from the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that he said من أتى عرافا فسأله عن شيء فصدقه لم تقبل له صلاة أربعين يوما whoever comes to a soothsayer someone who claims to know the unseen and he believes in him 
لم تقبل له صلاة أربعين يوما forty days of his salah will not be accepted meaning you have to still pray for those forty days but you will get no reward for it you will get no reward for those prayers but you still have to pray and if you don't pray then you're sinning for each time you miss the prayer and this is for the one who asks the soothsayer طيب and it's also narrated وعن الدورير رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال من أتى كاهنا فصدقه بما يقول فقد كفر بما أنزل على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم whoever comes to a kahin a soothsayer someone who claims to know the unseen and he believes in what he says then he has disbelieved in what was revealed to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم رواه أبو داود نريد بأبو داود from these two hadiths we see that the one who comes to a magician he has Two different states, and both of them are sins. Number one, he comes to him and just to ask to ask him. And that person, he is a sinner. طيب. That person is a sinner. And the second state is, if he comes to him and he asks him and he believes in what he says, then that person, he, his salah will not be accepted for forty days. And also he has been labeled a disbeliever, kafir, kufr bima, kafir bima anzula bima Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tayyip, is it the major disbeliever or minor? Minor. Minor, why? Only Muhammad Not only. If you disbelieve in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not kafir? No. Why? Because some of it can be true. Ahsant. Because some of it can be true. Remember we said that the jinn, they go to the angels and they hear what the angels say. And some of them can be true. Might, excuse me, I might say some of the truth. But still, despite that, you're still not allowed to go to him. طيب, where's the evidence though in the hadith that shows that it's not a disbeliever permanently? The fact that his salah is only not going to be accepted for how long? 40 days. The disbeliever is ever accepted. And more than 40 days, never accepted. But he said only 40 days. So the fact that there's a limitation of 40 days, then it shows that it is a minor kufr. And there's something that's important, especially for students of knowledge. A student of knowledge needs to know, understand when to differentiate between the major and minor kufr using the evidence itself. Because generally, whenever something is minor kufr in the evidence itself, there is something to show that it is minor disbelief. In an evidence, like for example, the Prophet said in the hadith Don't go after me as disbelievers Killing each other So therefore he called killing what? Disbelief right? Another evidence we have If two groups of believers they fight So notice here he said that they're disbelievers there And he said that they're believers here So that shows what? That it is minor disbelief. They're still Muslims, but they have fallen into minor disbelief. Making a mistake in this leads to the madhab of the murjah or the madhab of the khawarij. The khawarij they say, if any major sin, you're kafir. Any major sin, you're kafir. But they don't understand that. Sometimes you have to understand when is it a major or minor kufr. Or the murjah, when they say that they, you can do whatever you want and you're, you're, you're a believer. It doesn't matter. No. A principle, a universal principle that you could use to separate between major kufr and minor kufr. There's a definition, yes. But uh, may, uh, the, 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 the universal principle would be that there is a qarina, there is a sign to show that it's minor kufr, and you have to find that. Obviously, the scholars have found that. The scholars, they, they explain all of it. Right? Yeah. What's the ruling if someone like, watches it on, on TV? Or it's not allowed. It's haram, not allowed. It's not allowed. Yeah. And some scholars they say, and this is what I mentioned earlier on, that the one who just reads it, 
his salah is not accepted but for 40 days and the one who believes in it then he is the one who considered to be a disbeliever but a minor disbelief and it shows how big that major sin is let's finish okay now i'm quickly two questions there or if someone reads it or looks at it to refute it hey that's what i was going to explain after so he said two is not allowed then he said then then they, the scholars also take out uh, another uh, group of people number one is a group of the, the the groups of people who look into it in order to expose the sahir himself so he's part of for example a, a, a the government the islamic government they send him to expose so they, they go and they look into it to expose him and that's allowed and number two is the one who goes into it in order to refute it and that is also allowed so two situations are haram two situations are uh, allowed and the last situation is now nah, those those two those situations now nah. is that clear طيب. Yeah. Magic tricks. Magic tricks. Magic tricks. It comes under a type of sihr which is not allowed as well. All of them are not allowed. Whether it be slight, uh, just eye tricks or whatever, all of it is not allowed. But it doesn't come under the sihr of uh, that same type of sihr. Whoever comes to an araf or kahin, soothsayer or uh, what's the difference between Araf and Kahin? The Araf is someone who you go to, someone go, people go to in order to find something. They go to him and say, Where's my, I lost my phone, where is it? So they go and they seek their help from the jinn, and the jinn obviously they have, they're able to look, look for things like that. And they'll tell you, it's over under this car, go and, go and find it. Which is again, it's not allowed. Oh, Kahin and Kahin is someone told, is a Kahin, and the Kahin is the one who tells you about the unseen, but in the future, it says in the future this is going to happen to you, card readers and all that stuff. People read your palms. So that's the difference between Araf and a Kahin. طيب. فقد كفر يا disbelieving was revealed being revealed to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم وليبيع على بسند جيد عن ابن مسعود مثله موقوفا also narrated from Ibn Mas'ud وعن عمران بن حسين رضي الله عنه مرفوعا فعمران بن حسين رضي الله عنه مرفوعا meaning he narrated it from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس منا من تطير أو تطير له أو تكهن أو تكهن له أو سحر أو سحر له ومن أتى كاهنا فصدقه بما يقول فقد كفر بما أنزل على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم رواه البزار بإسناد جيد He said he is not from us so to show that it's a sin right he is not from us whoever believes in تطير whoever believes in bad omens or he gets bad omens from other يعني he he brings around bad omens. He seeks bad. He seeks omens. And he goes and he buys from someone. Uh, he goes to someone. He says, "Give me good luck for seven years." This kind of stuff. That person, both of them, he's not from us. Or the one who does, he's a soothsayer himself. He's not from us. Or the one who goes to a soothsayer to seek the unseen. Or someone who commits magic. Or magic is committed for him. Yeah, and you, so a person who does magic himself, he's a disbeliever. And also, the one who's also sinning is the one who goes to the magician to seek from him to do magic. That's also a major sin. And sometimes it can be kufr. And whoever comes to a soothsayer and he believes in him, then he has disbelieved in what has been revealed to the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rawahu al-Bazzaru bi-isnaad al-Jayyid. Narrated by Rasaq. بإسناد جيد with authentic generation ورواه الطبراني في الأوسط بإسناد حسن من حديث ابن عباس دون قوله ومن أتى إلى آخره قال البغوي البغوي he explains who the عراف is العراف الذي يدعي معرفة الأمور بمقدمات يستدل بها على على المسروق وما كان الضال التي ونحو ذلك العراف we just explained right 
the one is the one who comes and he tells you where something is. You lost something, and so he tells you where it is, or he tells you where to find something, and things like that. Where's this treasure? All this kind of stuff. وَقِيلَ هُوَ كَاهِنْ But it's been said that they're the same as the kahin. وَالْكَاهِنْ هُوَ الَّذِي And I already said all of this. Don't worry if you don't understand it. I'm just going to read it quickly because we already said all of this already. وَقِيلَ هُوَ الْكَاهِنْ It's said he's the same as the kahin. وَالْكَاهِنْ هُوَ الَّذِي يُخْبِرُ عَنِ الْمُغَيَّبَاتِ فِي الْمُسْتَقْبَلِ He tells about the future. The kahin tells about the future. The araf tells about the past. وَقِيلَ الَّذِي يُخْبِرُ عَمَّا فِي الضَّمِيرِ And it is said that it's the one who tells you about what's inside you, yourself. What you're thinking. He tells you what you're thinking. What you're thinking. Zakahin. وَقَالَ أَبُوْ الْعَبَّاسِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَةِ أَبُوْ الْعَبَّاسِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَةِ رَحْمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالِي He says, Al-Araf ismun. The Araf is a name that combines Al-Kahin wal-Munajjim wal-Rammal wa-Nahwihim mimman yatakallamu fi ma'rifati al-Umuri bihaadihi al-Turuq. It's all of these groups of people who claim to know about the unseen using these different methods. يعني, the Munajjim, the astrology, claims to know the unseen based on what? The stars, right? And the Kahin, he claims to know the unseen through reading your palm, whatever. And the Ramal, the Ramal, it comes from Ramal, which is sand. So the Arab, the, they, they would, they would, some of them, the, the, from amongst the Kohan, from amongst them, they would go into the into the, the desert sand and they would draw lines and they would say, this line shows that you're going to die in this time. It's, it's kind of rubbish. Those people who speak about knowing these kind of things. في قوم يكتبون أباجاد وينظرون في النجوم ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما said about a group of people who write أباجاد أباجاد is who's learned أباجاد أباجاد is basically just a way of speaking the Arabic Arabic alphabet أب أبجد right they say the حروف الأبجدية right which is the Arabic alphabet يكتبون أباجاد they write the Arabic alphabet طيب so they say Abjad Hawaz Hutti Kaliman That's how basically how you learn the Arabic alphabet It's just in words So instead of saying A, B, C, D You just say Abjad Hawaz Hutti Kaliman And things like that Okay So they write these letters And also those people who look into the stars I don't believe that whoever does that He has any portion in front of Allah Meaning he's a kafir, a disbeliever Tayyip Um Abajad, why why is the, learning about this the alphabet wrong? Because the magician, what do they do? They get if you if you see it, they write uh, they write different letters, huh? They write letters, they, and you can't read what they're writing. They're writing just letters, and it has its own code for them for the shayateen to know what to do and things like that. And it has their own code, so they write these letters in order to do their magic. Alif, bad. If you guys, if anyone's seen any any sihr, that's how it is. طيب. So he said, those people who do that, and also those people who look into the stars in order to know the unseen, ما أرى من فعل ذلك أن له في الآخرة من خلاق. I don't believe anyone who does that he has any portion in the akhirah, and that's to show he's a disbeliever. We we'll take three مسائل quickly, and then we we'll take questions. المسائل أنه لا يجتمع التصديق الكاهن مع الإيمان بالقرآن. That the one who believes in the kahin and believe in the Quran, he can't come in the same heart. Can't believe in both. ثانية التصريح بأنه كفر. It's clearly kufr. الثالثة ذكر من من تكهن له the one who does soothsaying is done for him or omens or magic is done for him or if they've been mentioned ذكر من تعلم أباجاد the one who learns أباجاد the alphabet kind of things السابق السابعة ذكر الفرق بين الكاهن والعراف the difference between the kahin and the عراف والله تعالى أعلم. Today I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to finish early because I actually got an exam in 15 minutes actually. So we're gonna finish early. Sorry about that.
والله اعلم صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ما بعد باب ما جاء في التنجيم uh, and the author rahimahullah ta'ala speaks about at-tanjim at-tanjim 26 oh it is hallu sihri bi sihrin mithlihi uh, has two different meanings one of the meanings the first meaning and this is what he's talking about generally in this in this chapter is uh, to cure magic by using magic like it to cure magic by using magic how is that bab ma ja'a fi an-nushra is to cure magic generally that's what it is an-nushra generally is to cure magic but sometimes it's used and it was meant is to cure magic by doing magic to cure it. How is that? A person is a sihr. A sihr is a person that is mas'hur. He has sihr on him. He has sihr on him. Um, and in order to cure him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us ways to cure that person, right? Reading the Quran, reading, making dua, ruqya, things like that. And also medicine to cure things that are the effects of magic. Tayyip, some people what they would do is instead of curing it through the way, those ways, they would go to another magician and they'll go to that sahir and they'll say to him, they'll pay him or whatever to say, cure this person by using your shaitan against the shaitan that is attacking this person. So he wants good, right? They want to cure a person by magic. But how do they do it? They go through a, another sahir, another magician. And that is haram in and of itself. So that is an-nushr when it's used in, 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 this, in this chapter. They're speaking about حَلُّ السِّحْرِ بِسِحْرٍ مِثْلِهِ To cure magic by doing magic like it. And the ruling on that is that it is haram and not allowed. It is haram and it is not allowed. Because in cure, trying to cure that sihr by another sihr, you're maiden, you're doing more sihr, you're doing more magic. And sihr, we mentioned last lesson, what's the ruling on it? It's kufrun billah. It's disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So therefore, it's not allowed. Uh, and that is what is generally used as, 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 as in nushra. Nushra also is used... Generally, as just curing, curing, curing magic, I mean, curing a person who has sihr on him. And that is allowed if it's done in a way that is allowed. Such as reading Quran, dua, medicine, and things like that. Is that clear? That is nushra. Hmm. So, the definition of magic, magic. Yeah, that's nushra. So then, but you just said. But it has a more general, uh, it's basically, when it's used, the general definition is just curing magic. In a good way or bad way. But when it's used here, in, in chapters of Aqidah, then. What's understood from it is that you cure magic through magic. magic. Exactly. That's what this chapter is talking about. From the actions of shaitan. And that shows what? That is haram. The, the fact that it's, that it's from the actions of shaitan, then... It is from the actions, uh, it shows that it's something that's haram. Rawahu Ahmad narrated by Ahmad in his Musnad, 
بسند جيد وأبو داود وقال سئل أحمد عنها فقال ابن مسعود يكره هذا كله أبو داود he said الإمام أحمد رحمه الله was asked about this so about النشرة so الإمام أحمد responded by saying ابن مسعود يكره هذا كله he hates all of that يكره يعني does that show كراهة no it doesn't show that it's مكروه disliked it shows that it's حرام حرام even though you know we have rulings in the Sharia we have حلال or we have مباح واجب سنة مكروه disliked and حرام right and مكروه we know is something that's disliked but you don't get sin if you do it that's according to how we've come to this terminology the Salaf like the Sahaba the companions and the early generations when they would use the word karaha a lot of times not all the times but a lot of times it will mean that it is haram and that's how the Quran uses it as well Allah says in the Quran after mentioning after mentioning uh, uh, shirk and being bad to your parents and murder and all of these sins he said all of these things are makruh to Allah يعني حرام doesn't mean that it's makruh يعني disliked so when Ibn Mas'ud is saying yakrahu when Ibn Mas'ud when Imam Ahmad is saying Ibn Mas'ud yakrahu he dislikes the things يعني he believes it is all haram and the reason why he got that from Ibn Mas'ud is because this is the madhab of his students the students of the companions of Ibn Mas'ud they were known to say that Nushrah is haram. That Nushrah is haram. طيب. وفي البخاري إن صحيح البخاري إن صحيح البخاري عن قتادة قتادة بن دعامة السلوسي. One of the companions of the companions. One of the tabi'in, yani the students of the companions. He said, قلت لابن المسيب أو ابن المسيب. You can say both. I said to ابن المسيب. رجل به طب إيمان he has طب and طب means سحر magic it means magic أو يخ أو يأخذ عن امرأته or he um he's being forced away from his wife meaning he has magic that is making him dislike his wife someone done done magic upon him to make him hate his wife أي حل عنه أو ينشر he said do we take this سحر off him or do we do نشر for him for him قال لا بأس به no problem إنما يريدون به الإصلاح they only want good from it فأما ما ينفعه فلم ينهى عنه as for what benefits then there's no problem in doing it what does he say look at this basically ابن ابن المسيب he is being asked about نشرة what's the ruling on نشرة he said there's no problem with it they only want to do good with it as for something that if it's beneficial then you can do it what what do we understand from that if it is beneficial you can do it we understand from that if it is if it is not beneficial, then it can't do it. صح? طيب. So what, when he's asking about Nushra here, what type of definition are they, uh, is he asking about? General. The general definition, right? To take off magic from, from someone, to cure someone of magic. So Ibn Musayyib, Ibn Musayyib, Sa'id Ibn Musayyib, he was one of the great tabi'een, students, one of the greatest of the tabi'een, in fact, student of Umar ibn Khattab, Abu Huraira, and he met a lot of the companions. He's asked about a Nushra to do to take off magic, to take off magic, and nushra, the general meaning, and he said, no problem, if you want to do good with it, if you if you do it in a good way, as for what, عنه, he said, well, if it benefits, then there's no problem with it, طيب, can we use from this to say that nushra is allowed to use magic to do it, no, because it, it doesn't benefit, it harms, so therefore you can, what can you do, you can only do what benefits, and that's taking the ways that have been legislated in the sharia to do, uh, to cure someone, وروي عن الحسن الحسن البصري 
sahir. No one can undo sihr except for a sahir, except for a magician. Yani no one can do nushra except for a magician in the haram way. So the fact that he called him a sahir, the one who does nushra, he's a sahir, it shows that he believes it's haram as well. Is that clear? ibn al-Qayyim, ibn al-Qayyim, he mentioned now explaining this chapter. And nushra it is hallu sihri anil mashur. It is to cure someone from his from his sihr, from magic. Wahiya no'an is two types. Ahaduhuma hallum bi sihrim mithlihi. That you cure someone with a similar magic. That you go and you do magic. Uh, someone goes and does, sah- does sihr and he uses it to cure the one who has sihr on him. Wahuwa levi min amalish shaitan. This is from the accents of shaitan. It's not allowed. Wa'alayhi yuhmalu qawlul hasan. And this is what hasan is talking about. Hasan al basri in the previous narration. فيتقرب الناشر how does that happen الناشر والمنتشر إلى الشيطان بما يحب the magician and the one who comes to the magician they go and they get closer to the shaitan by doing an act of worship to the shaitan they do an act of kufr or they do something for the shaitan for the jinn فيبطل عمله عن المسحور so what does the shaitan give you in, 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 in return he takes away that sihr that magic that he's done so he, he, he stops that magic that he's doing in exchange for what? For your kufr, for your disbelief. You go, or this person, he goes and he disbelieves, and he does kufr to, for the, because of that shaitan, and so because of that, the shaitan says, okay, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to harm this person anymore. Not knowing that if they only went to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they made dua, and they read the Quran, and they were sincere to Allah, and they were patient, Allah would cure them, and Allah would reward them, without having disbelieving. And this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is from why it's from the actions of shaitan. والثاني, as for the second types of nushra, then بالرقية, it's to do it by ruqya. والتعوذات, and say uh, different uh, تعوذات, والدعوات and dua, والأدوية المباحة, and medicine that is allowed, فهذا جائز, that's allowed. So Ibn Qayyim spoke about both of the meanings of nushra. The one that's haram, and the one that is uh, allowed, and that is the basic meaning of a nushra. والله أعلم. So he says, فيه مسائل, the مسائل الأولى النهي عن النشرة النشرة is حرام not allowed. ثانية الفرق بين المنهي عنه والمرخص فيه مما يزيل الإشكال. To show the difference between the two types of نشرة, the general meaning and the other specific meaning of نشرة, and that by that you understand the narrations from سعيد بن مسيب when he said no problem meaning the general نشرة, right? And Hassan when he said إنما يحل السحر الساحر and that means the specific nushra. And that's the one that he says it's not allowed. Wallahu a'lam. Now. So you see here when it says, um, when Sayyid Musayyid was asked, uh, yuhallu anhu, or yunshar, uh, yuhallu anhu in a way of tibla, in a way of... Um, Ma- medically. Natural mubah way. No. So was asked, was made. Basically. No. You're not doing it in a loud way. Babu ma jaa fi tatayyur. At-tatayyur. Next chapter. This is important. Write it down. At-tatayyur. It is believing in bad omens. It is something that makes you or it is the cause of you going to do something or stopping yourself from doing something. Bad omens, basically. Or omens, sorry. Omens. Omens. Okay? And Atatayur omens is anything that causes you to do something or prevents you from doing it. An example will be someone, and I already explained this before, but this is just a chapter that goes into it into, in more detail. He says, 
For an, an example of it will be someone, he gets a bird. They get a bird and they let the bird fly. If the bird flies to the right side, then it's going to be a good day. So he goes and he does what he wanted to do. And if it, if it flies to the left side, he believes it's going to be a bad day. So he doesn't go and do what he was going to do. This is one of the types of tatayyur. And today, for example, a person believes he's going to have bad luck. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't step on a crack. Or he doesn't... Um, when he sees a black cat, a person sees a black cat, they go and they, they think they're going to have a bad day, so they go back home. They think something bad is going to happen to them. Or if someone... In, in our cultures, in Muslim, Muslim, not Muslim culture, like in Western, non-Western cultures, things like putting your hands on your, on your head, it's bad, right? And things like that. What else? Does that include speech? Speech as well. Like fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All of that. Touch wood. Touch wood. All of that. Star signs as well. Star signs. We're gonna get to it. Similar though. It is similar. You're right. Who else? A cracked mirror, a mirror that's cracked. Spilling salt, Spilling salt throwing a penny into this, something. Walking under a ladder. Walking under a ladder. Um, having your, uh, have, if, if a bird, <laughs> if a bird pees on you, it's good luck. I know it happened to me one, bro- one <laughs> when I was in school. I was shocked. I never, heard, I never knew this one. I was in school and I'm playing football. And when I was playing football, the bird one of my, I think it was on my head actually. And then there's this English brother, English guy, sorry, this English guy, said to me, you're going to have good luck today. I was like, what? <laughs> I was shocked. Like, what? Birds feed me, I'm going to have good luck because of that. Like, even the aql doesn't accept that. طيب. Or, yeah, I'm talking about what, other cultures, not English culture. Things like having the shoes upside down, right? Having the shoe upside down, this is bad. Um, all of these kind of things, yeah? Giving a clock to someone in China, for example. Because they think it's something like you're running out of time. Giving a clock to someone is good luck, yeah? Bad luck, sorry. Bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah, yeah I, I all of these things come under التطير. And it comes under tatayur if you believe that. Number, if it's bad luck, obviously it's not allowed to believe. And it's shirk. But it, whatever makes you do it, it's like if, you get, if something happens to you, you're gonna, you, you do it. And if it doesn't happen to you, you don't do it. You get it? If it goes to the right. Or if you, if, you, if, you, if you see a black cat, you go back home. You see a raven, you go, black ho- you go back home and say, today's going to be a bad day, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go outside. طيب, all of this comes under التطير. ما يحمل على الاقدام والحجام. طيب, what's the evidence for it? You have an answer? Yeah. Hey, you know we mentioned three types of sikh. Yeah. This was one of them, right? Yeah? Mm. Is this the general for, for general, all three? General, yeah. So it includes all three, basically. It all includes all three? The general meaning of sihr. Yeah. Okay. But we had a specific meaning which is the blowing into the things like that. طيب. He says, أَلَا إِنَّمَا طَائِرُهُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ He's talking about the people who rejected the prophets. When, they would, when, the, when the prophet would come and you find that this tatayur was only used in the Qur'an. Ibn Qaymi mentions that this tatayur was only used in the Qur'an by the people who rejected the prophets. Why? When they would come a prophet would come to them and they would reject the message of the messenger. A punishment would come to them and they'll say, Look, it's because of your bad omens that this, this thing is happening. Right? So Allah refused them and says, Their assumed bad luck is because of what Allah wanted to do to them. Yani when the people of Fir'aun, when the people of Fir'aun rejected Musa, 
الله سبحانه أرسلنا عليهم الطوفان والجراد والقمل والضفادع والدم آيات مفصلات. We sin against them all of these things, the, the, the locusts, the blood. وفرسلنا عليهم الطوفان and the, the flood والجراد and the locusts والقمل and the nets, the, 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 the nets in the hair. والقمل والضفادع and frogs. والقمل والضفادع والدم and blood آيات مفصلات. And so when that happened to them, they said to Musa. You are a bad omen. You're bringing all of these bad things because of what you're doing. Because of what they do. Imagine, imagine they, 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 they still didn't get the message that they're saying that you're coming and you're calling against our gods. So our gods are punishing everyone because of you. That's what they would believe. So Allah comes and says to them, Allah إِنَّمَا طَائِرُهُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ This bad omens that you're believing in is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the one who's bringing the punishment, not these gods that you think. That you think because Musa is speaking against their gods. You know when, when someone speaks against your gods, you're like, don't speak like that. They, they get scared, right? Don't say that against our gods, they're going to punish us. Allah says, It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So therefore, we as Muslims, we cannot believe that any qadar, anything that happens, is other than by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah here tells us that all of it is from Allah azza wa jal. But most of them, they don't know. When Allah says in Surah Yasin, Bad omens, these bad these things you're saying, these bad omens are happening to us, to ha- happening to you, it's only because of you rejecting the prophets. It wasn't because of uh, these the, your gods. They didn't have anything, anything to do with it. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أبو هريرة نريد that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said لا عدوى there's no عدوى ولا طيرة ولا هامة ولا صفر لا عدوى العدوى is basically the Mm, the, the infection from illness to illness The Prophet sallallahu said No one infects another person Except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning it doesn't just happen like that Some of the, some of the people Some of the, 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 the Arabs They would believe That generally Al-adwa the, the, the illness At the beginning it will come from bad luck At the beginning it will come from bad luck So Allah, the Prophet sallallahu is negating that But is he, is he negating the uh, Someone can, because of your close proximity to someone, you can spread an illness? No. No, it's not negating that. Because even we have the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when he said, فر من فرارك من الأسد. Run away from the one who has leprosy, just like the way you want, run away from a lion. Because showing that you being close to the one who has leprosy spreads it. And we have other hadith also showing that the Prophet ﷺ ate with someone who had leprosy. Right? So here he's saying la adwa. He's saying there's no transmission of diseases, but then he's telling us to run away from a, from leprosy. But then he is eating someone who had leprosy. How do we combine these hadith? Look at this. When the Prophet wasallam said there's no transmission of diseases, he means what the people used to believe that the transmission happens itself, and it's not by the permission of Allah. So the Prophet wasallam said the transmission of diseases is only by Allah subhanahu wa taala, and if a person takes the means. Of prevention, then it will not happen. What are the means of pre- prevention? The distancing, staying away. But from the biggest means of prevention is tawakkul ala Allah, and it's a literal means. It's a physical means of that protects you. It's a physical means that protects you from diseases. Having trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and that's why the companions like Ibn Umar they understood this, and so sometimes they would eat with someone who was ill. They would eat with someone who was ill. With leprosy, 
Right? And the companion, the Prophet وسلم, also done it as narrated by Tirmidhi in his jama' Because he took the means and that is his huge or high level of tawakkul. And that high level of tawakkul, trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it prevents diseases. The high level of trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one of the biggest preventions of, the, of diseases. It's one of the biggest preventions of evil even coming to you. And even psychologically you find, doctors generally they say this, and Ibn Qayyim mentions this in his, in his Zad al-Ma'ad, in his fourth volume. He says that one of the biggest cures, according to the doctors themselves, is the high spirit of the one who's ill. Have you not found that someone when he's ill and he's weak, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die anyway, I'm this and that, and he doesn't have any high spirit, the illness becomes worse on him, right? Have you guys found that? Have you guys found that? When a person has high spirit, try yourself when you have a cold. Be active. Act like, not act like you have nothing like in, you know, be someone who has high hopes in Allah. You find that yourself, you're more active and your cure comes earlier. And when a person has low hopes, his, his illness becomes worse. So what about when someone, his hopes are so high because he is, his hopes are in Allah. His hopes are so high is because his hopes are in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you not think that's going to be a reason to prevent his illness? Of course it is. And it's also going to be a reason for him to get better when he is ill. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he's saying la adwa, there is no cure, uh, transmission from disease to another person, it means by itself. It means the disease by itself without permission of Allah. But it happens by the permission of Allah and it can be prevent, prevented by the permission of Allah. So the point is here is teaching us not to fear things like that. Not to fear things like illnesses that no, and we know that it's only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he says also wala tiyara, there's no tiyara. There's no bad omen, something that happens and because of it, bad luck comes. Rather, all of it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, hama is, they say, is a bird. When a person dies, or generally they have birds that show bad omens. Birds that show bad omens. For example, when they see an owl. An owl, what's the owl in Arabic? Al-Buma. It's Al-Buma. Huh? The owl. They say when they see an owl, the Arab, these the, the Jahili Arabs, they would say that my life is about to finish. I'm about to die soon because they've seen and I've seen an owl, and so bad omens in birds is something that they, that Allah the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam generally prohibited and said that it's not nothing is there, rejected, يعني, or negated. Wala safar and no safar, another bad omen which is that the month of safar is a is a month of bad luck. The month of safar is a month of bad luck. And there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars what is safar in this hadith. Like in some of them they say it is bad luck in the month of safar. So here, this, this hadith is a comprehensive hadith to reject and refute and to negate all beliefs of bad omens. Whether it be the transmission of diseases without permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or bad omens that make you do something or leave something off or signs that are not from Allah that you believe is a sign of bad luck. Or times that are bad luck, like Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th comes under that, صح? Times, any timing that people believe bad luck. They believe the Friday, if the 13th of Friday, then it's bad luck, and things like that. This hadith refutes all of it. It's a comprehensive hadith to refute and to negate all of these beliefs that are other than uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the one who controls everything, and a Muslim believer. Doesn't put his trust in other than Allah. Doesn't think that other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has power to affect his life. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has that power. And so when a person has tawakkul in Allah, he trusts in Allah. 
that know that this spirit that he has, it prevents the diseases and it prevents him from being uh, in a state of um, being pessimistic or looking bad in, at life, looking at life saying everything's just bad luck. You know, I have people like that. Everything is just bad luck. It's a gloomy day. All of these kind of things. Uh, hadith refutes it. Akhrajahu narrated by Al-Bukhari wa Muslim. Zada Muslim. Muslim also narrated two extra um, omens that people believe in, that they used to believe in is Wala Nawa Wala Ghul. And no, no is the stars, star signs. What are you talking about? Star signs. The, the no is basically the, the, or not just necessarily the star signs, sorry. The manazil al-qamar, the way that the sun is and the moon is and the stars are, horoscopes, all of these kind of things, astrology. It's not, it's, it has no effect in what's going to happen to you in your life. Wala ghul, and they also in ghosts. Some of them, they will believe in ghosts. Huh? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, la, la ghul. None of, the, none of that exists. Tayyip. Walahuma an anas qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From Anas bin Malik, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, لا عدوى ولا طيرة ويعجبني الفأل قالوا وما الفأل قال الكلمة الطيبة He said again negating العدوى عدوى which is what? Transmission of disease without permission of Allah Remember that huh? Without the permission of Allah because diseases do transmit We know that from science and we know that from Quran and we know that from Sunnah as well I should have said Quran and Sunnah and then science third I should have said it like that لكن لا بس لكن إن شاء الله correct myself there's no transmission of disease without the permission of Allah. Wala tiyara, which is what? Bad omens. What's tiyara? Someone there, over there. What's tiyara? Someone over there. Nah. What's bad omens? You change your action because of or you do something. You change your action. You stop or you do, you stop yourself from doing something or you go and do something because of it. Ahsent. Barakallah fiq. وَيُعْجِبُنِ الْفَأَلِ But Fa'al, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I like Fa'al, Al-Fa'al. قَالُوا يعني Al-Fa'al, if you translate it, it is optimism. Being optimistic. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would love to be optimistic. قَالُوا وَمَا الْفَأَلِ They asked, O Messenger of Allah, what is this Fa'al, this optimism that you're talking about? قَالَ الْكَلِمَةُ الطَّيِّبَةُ A good word. Al-Fa'al is something that could be confused with Al-Tiyarah. Could be confused at Tiara. And what it is is something that doesn't make you go out and do something, and it doesn't prevent you from doing something, and you don't believe that that thing is the cause of, of bad luck or, or, good, or, 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 or bad or good, but you're going to do something, and on the way you see a sign that shows you that maybe today's going to be a good day. Notice here that you're already doing it. So that goes against, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's separate from tiyara. Write it down, huh? That's separate from tiyara. Why? Because you're already doing it. Did it make you, did it get you up from your bed and make you go and do it? No, it didn't. It didn't, right? So that's the first thing. You're already doing that thing. Number two, you only believe that this sign that you got was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And number three is something that Encourages you to do And it doesn't encourage you to stop doing It encourages you to do something It doesn't encourage you to stop doing I'll give you an example to make it clear Inshallah ta'ala These three points A person gets up And he has an operation today 
He was ready going to the operation, right? He's not saying, I got bad luck, I'm not having the operation, I'm going to die today. I've seen something bad. No, he's already going to the operation. Okay? And on the way of the operation, he hears someone say, You look very healthy. You look very healthy. Or he hears someone calling someone else's name, Ya Salim. What does Salim mean? Healthy, right? Someone's safe. So he says, Salim. And you just hear it. And you take that as a sign saying, Today, inshallah, I'm going to be healthy. From my operation. My operation is going to be a success. Inshallah. And he only believes that that's from Allah. He doesn't believe that that person saying it is the reason why. He believes it's a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showing him that inshallah is going to be optimism. He's going to have optimism and going to be healthy today. Is that clear? So he has three things. He got up, he was doing it anyway. He was doing that thing anyway. And that sign was a good sign. It wasn't a bad sign. And he believes it's only from Allah. This is called al-fa'l. And this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. يُعْجِبُنِ الْفَعْل This is, makes me... I, 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 mean, I like al-fa'l. Do you understand that? Is that clear? Is that clear to everyone? Yeah. Um, where does this dream dreams come into, into, into the sector? A dream, it doesn't come necessarily into all of these things, but a dream is a whole different type of knowledge, which is it's a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It depends, there are three dreams, two types of dreams. A dream from shaitan, a dream from your own self, and a dream from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A dream from shaitan is a bad dream. Okay? And a dream from yourself is something you're thinking about the whole day. You're thinking about it, and you had a dream about it. Natural. And number three is the shit from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is a something that Allah shows you in order to, uh, to, to give you good news or to warn you. To give you good news or to warn you. So you see something's going to happen. That you're gonna, uh, one of the, obviously, yeah, it's a whole knowledge. For example, a woman who's pregnant could mean many things. One of the things that it means is that a woman's going to be pregnant. Or another sign will be that you're going to get the rizq from Allah. You're going to be provided from Allah. Because pregnancy is a rizq. We're going to provide for you. Talking about children. So they use the ayat. And it's a knowledge that you have to learn. So it's a whole separate different kind of things. And the Prophet sallallahu said it's a part of prophethood. But we'll ask about that inshallah at the end. Any questions about dream you can ask at the end. Not about your dreams. I don't interpret dreams. Okay. Yeah. For example, what if you're doing something based upon assumptions? For example, if I was investing and I see a certain stock is going up, so I invest in it thinking it'd be a good day, or something's going down, so I stop doing it. Is that no, 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 no. We're talking about things that don't. That if, if 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 you see that the thing is going down, so you don't invest in it, then that's natural. That's normal. We're talking about signs. We're talking about signs. Someone sees bad luck omens. Not something that's literally there. It's, it's real. If something's real, then it's clear. Then it's okay. You're a lot. You understand? Yes. Right. Quickly. Uh, Hadith where um, the person, if he's got a higher level of iman, the better the, I mean, like intuition or something. Firasa, and firasa. Yeah. Does that come into it? Or? No, no, no. Firasa doesn't come in. Firasa is again separate. It's a separate thing, which is the ability for, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lighten a person's heart because of his iman, that he's able to see um, things not through the, the eyes but through the hearts. He's able to see someone and he's able to tell this person's an evil person. Or he sees someone and he sees this person is a good person. You understand? And this kind of thing. That's firas al-imaniyyah. And there's another type of firas which you can learn. Which Imam Shafi'i has a lot of stories about. That's different though. Is that for people or just general stuff as well? General things as well. Generally. A person. Like situations? And stuff. Situations. Things like that. Yeah. You have that. Yeah. I said with the tayyur be like... Um, Things that don't have like a, 
It doesn't have any reason. It doesn't have التطير be anything that doesn't have a سبب شرعي أو قدري. It hasn't got a reason clearly from the Sharia or something that is clearly physical. For example, someone uses a someone takes medicine to to be cured. That's not تطير because we know that medicine cures, right? And similar to the stock thing. ولأبي داود بسند صحيح عن عقبة بن عامر قال الحديث ذكرت الطيرة عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said he was narrated he said أحسنها الفأل when الطيرة was mentioned in front of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he said the good part of طيرة is الفأل which we just mentioned right الفأل ولا ترد مسلما but طيرة does not stop you from doing anything. Should not stop you from doing anything. Then if someone sees, if you one of you guys, you see something that you don't like, that you dislike, and you think, obviously some people, they have this jahili uh, tendency still inside them. Or they might see something that they might, it might put inside their heart that today is going to be a bad day or something like that. Then you say to return that, to reject that feeling. Allahumma la yati bil hasanati illa ant, wa la yidfi'u sayyati illa ant, wa la hawla wa la quwata illa bik. And he says, Allahumma oh Allah, no one brings good except for you. And no one pushes evil except for you. And there is no hawl. There is no changing from situation to situation. And there is no strength except, for by, except by you. What does it mean? Hawl means changing of situation to situation. There is no possibility for a person to change from situation to situation except by Allah. From health to illness. From illness to health. From strength to weakness. From weakness to strength. From rich to poverty and the opposite. All of these changes of situation in all of your life. Walking. Your legs are walking. The change in situation. Movements. All of them. It is hawl. And none of, it, none of it comes except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is how a person believes needs to engross this in his heart. Nothing happens except happens by the permission of Allah. This is the kingdom of Allah. Allah knows what's happening in his kingdom. Nothing happens in his kingdom except by his permission subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So he says, this dua a person reminds himself, reminds himself of that, uh, that yani to, to, to push away that feeling of tira, thinking that, that the qadr of Allah, or thinking that something else has power over you other than the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the point of al yeah. tira. Uh, is it connected to this? Some people make that dua every time they yawn. Is, is that authentic? I don't know that. I don't know that. I've never heard of that. Allah I don't know. وعن ابن سمسي عيد بالله من الشيطان الرجيم زو. Allah وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه مرفوعا ابن مسعود نريد من الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم سد الطيرة شرك الطيرة شرك وما منا إلا ولكن الله يذهبه بالتوكل. He says الطيرة الشرك طيرة الشرك. So he said, but he says, وَمَا مِنَّا This is, that, الطيرة الشرك, الطيرة الشرك is the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم speech. وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا is Ibn Mas'ud's speech, and it's called what? From those people who studied علوم الحديث, مصطلح الحديث. No. موقوف. Yes, لكن it is. وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا Something you add to the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. مدرج. When a companion adds something to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم's hadith, that's not clearly made clear, then the scholars of hadith, because of their scientific nature, the scholars of hadith, they, they're very daqiq, very specific and, 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 and precise when it comes to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And you'd be amazed about how they've 
gone through and cited through the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ to bring it out pure and clean. He said, وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا This is from the kalam of Ibn Mas'ud. This is the speech of Ibn Mas'ud. He said, there's not, no one except that he has some of this tiara. Everyone has something. Everyone has a little bit. They might have a little bit of bad omen, bad day. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُذْهِبُ بِالتَّوَكُّلْ But Allah takes that away from you, that feeling, by tawakkul. So a person who has more tawakkul in Allah, trusting in Allah, then he will not have these feelings of at-tiyara. Rawahu Abu Dawood, narrated by Abu Dawood al-Tirmidhi, wasahahahu, waja'ala akhirahu min qawli bin Mas'ud. Al-Tirmidhi narrated it on Abu Dawood, and he said it's an authentic chain of narration. And the end of it is from the speech of Ibn Mas'ud. وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُذْهِبُ بِالتَّوَكُلْ So underline that. Allahu alam. Check out. Check out. وَلِأَحْمَدَ مِنْ حَدِيثِ بْنِ عَمْرٍ مَنْ رَدَّتْهُ الطِّيَرَةُ عَنْ حَاجَتِهِ فَقَدْ أَشْرَكَ Ibn Amr, Abdullah ibn Amr, he said, whoever a tiyara makes him go back and not do something, then he has done shirk. He's a bad omen, he goes home. He says, I'm not going to go out today. That is, that, that, that is a type of shirk. قَالُوا فَمَا كَفَّارَةُ ذَلِكَ They said, um, what is the what is the expiation for that? قَالَ He said, أَنْ يَقُولَ that You make a dua, you say, اللَّهُمَّ لَا خَيْرَ إِلَّا خَيْرُكَ وَلَا طَيْرَ إِلَّا طَيْرُكَ وَلَا إِلَهَ غَيْرُكَ That is the hadith. اللَّهُمَّ لَا خَيْرَ إِلَّا خَيْرُكَ وَلَا طَيْرَ إِلَّا طَيْرُكَ Oh Allah, there is no good except for your good. And there is no يعني قدر there is no um, decree except for your decree ولا إله غيرك and there is nothing worthy of worship except for you سبحانه وتعالى this hadith is uh, a weak hadith it's a weak hadith narrated by الإمام أحمد رحمه الله تعالى وله من حديث الفضل بن عباس رضي الله عنهما إنما الطيرة أما أمضاك أو ردك and again he's just explaining what الطيرة is is anything that Makes you do something or makes you stay away from something. That is the way of tiara. Is that clear, guys? Some questions are a bit too much. If you didn't understand something, questions. If you're not, write it down. And inshallah, we can answer at the end. If you didn't understand something. Can you still take from that last dua? Yeah, you can take from it. Of the last dua? No, the dua... In that case, then we don't say that that dua is necessarily authentic, that we don't, we don't necessarily make it, no. And we, we don't say that it's a reason for you to have tayra to go away from you, or to kafar as an expiation. But if someone says it, then it's good. If someone says it generally, it's a good dua. It's a good dua. طيب فيه مسائل الأولى التنبيه على قوله ألا إنما طائرهم عند الله مع قوله طائركم معكم Talking about the ayah, about the prophets. الثانية نفي العدوى There's no such thing as adwa. ونفي الطيرة No such thing as طيرة وَنَفْيُ الْهَامَةِ There's no hama. How did you translate al-hama? Attaching an omen to an owl. Huh? Attaching an omen to an owl. Huh? Yeah. Al-hama. Yeah, so hama. Al-safar. How did you translate al-safar? Al-sadisa. Yeah. Anna al-fa'la laysa min thalika. Al-bal mustahab. Fa'al is good. What's fa'al? A good speech which makes you continue doing an act you're doing. A good sign. Then not always speech, by the way. It's not always speech, but good there. So a good speech that makes you continue what you're doing and you believe is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um Asabia Tafsir al Fa'al, we know al Fa'al what it is. A thamina and al waqa fil kalbi min dali kama karahati hilayadur. If something goes into your heart, you have some tiara into your heart. 
and you hate it and you dislike it, then there's no problem. But rather Allah takes it away from you by having if you have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tas Anna. So there's no such thing as having a, a believing that you have a bad sign from Allah. A bad sign? Yeah. No, like it depends what you mean by a bad sign. Yeah. Yani if we have uh, the tiyara is something that is not mm, it's not been narrated that it's a bad sign. If it's been narrated as a bad sign, then yeah, it's a bad sign. ورسمت I don't know, a club or something, mm. a car crashes in front of him and it, the whole street is blocked. He shouldn't be going in the first place, yeah, you get I'm it? Saying, I'm saying that if something is stopping him from doing halal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. that's different. Say, Alhamdulillah, yeah, that's different. Say, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahal this is this stop him. If it stops him, you say, yeah, Alhamdulillah, okay, it stops him. But if he sees something and he says, no, that's a sign that this is Allah's, this is a sign that something bad is going to happen at the at the restaurant I'm going with the brothers to. Or I'm going, you understand? No, that's not a sign. And this is a clear cut sign to show. What about, like, say, for example, like, you're going to go play football or something, you jam your foot, like, into, like, in the, in the door or something, and you're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't go, something like that. You jam your foot into the door? Or something like that. Like, Are you injured? If you got injured, then what? No, no, no. No, no, no. Not at all. It's a good question. Abdullah's gonna answer you. You pray istikhara and then you see a bad sign. You asked Shaykh Ahmed Tahir about this. Did I? Yeah. Remember? You remember Mr. Sunnah? Now, he said that if a person prays istikhara and it becomes hard for him to do it, then he should stay away from it. Yeah. So don't need to write down your questions and answers. Tafsir Anam. Tafsir Anam. Tafsir Anam. Is the thing that stops you. Tafsir al-Tiyarat al-Madhmumah and the Tiyarat which is disliked. Babu ma jaa fi tanjim Al-Tanjim, this is the next chapter 29. It is um, Al-Tanjim, it is astrology. Astrology. And it comes from the word Al-Najm, which is a star. It comes from the word Al-Najm, which is a star. So Al-Tanjim is astrology. And the Tanjim that was known amongst um, in, that is known generally, sorry, that is known generally, is two types. There's a tanjim at-tasiri and tanjim at-ta'thiri. A tanjim at-ta'thir is basically, the tanjim at-tasir is astrology that you use to help to navigate. You use for navigation, now. Astrology you use for navigation. Yeah, a person gets a star, he says, this is the north star, I'm in the desert, he's lost. So this is north, so I'm going to go north. And, to go, and I need to go to this direction, so I use the stars for navigation. This is called a tajim, a tasiri, and it's allowed. No problem. Is it not different 
Astronomy, sorry. You're right, astronomy. It's used, no, wait, hold on. Is it astronomy or astrology? Astronomy is the one you use for like, direction, you observe it. Astrology is the one you use to like, make predictions and that. Both of them. Then it's both of them then. So there's astronomy. And if I say, if I say you, you use astrology, astronomy so for direction, direction, then that's tasir. Tanjim tasir is astronomy. And tanjim tasir is astrology. Is that what you say? Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't say that. Because okay. astron- astronomy comes under more things. You're using stars, using, it's, it's also the knowledge of learning about planets, right? Yeah. And not just for directions, for other things as well, right? So you wouldn't really, it's not, it's not, it's not precise. Like in generally, Tanjim is the knowledge of the stars, or the knowledge of the Kawakib, the planets and stars and all that stuff. And it can be used for two things, a Tasir, which is for navigation, and number two is used for, to predict Different situations to prediction for prediction, you could say prediction. Okay, as for Tanjim al Tasiri, the one that you use for navigation, this is allowed because Allah says in the Quran, by the stars you are guided, yani, use it to navigate yourself. And, Allah, and we're going to come to the author of Mujahid when he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars for three things, one of them was for navigation. طيب. As for Tanjim al-Ta'thiri, the, 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 the Tanjim of Ta'thir, then we say, the, 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 what, is it, what did I translate as? Predictions. Predictions, naam. Then, this is types. Number one, the first type, is to use it for predictions, believing that the stars themselves are the controllers of the earth. And this is the religion of the Sabi'een. As Sabi'een. And they're still today, but very minimal. They're still present today, but they're very minimal. They believe that the stars are the gods. They believe the stars are the gods. And this is Shirk Akbar. This is major Shirk. Okay? Number two is if a person believes that the stars. They are a reason They are a reason to show you the unseen They are a reason to show you the unseen And this is also Kufrun Billahi Azza wa Jal They show you the unseen Hmm. Is this showing is this showing unseen through Allah? Allah showing you unseen through them. Through the through the stars. The, the, the stars they are the signs of the unseen. You see that the angels they يعني, اعتقاد كونها مرشدة إلى الغيب يعني a person he sees that these stars they show you the unseen themselves. They show you themselves the unseen, not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They themselves they show you the unseen. Not that they control everything, but they themselves they show you the unseen. Is that clear? They themselves themselves they're gonna show you the unseen. They know the future. It's also Kufr Akbar. The third type is using not just the stars now, using the planets and the stars in order to, to use it for predictions of what's gonna happen on the earth geographically, kind of like for example, and it's by the permission of Allah. You believe that Allah makes the, star, the stars signs 
for what's going to happen in terms of weather, for example, and in terms of the tide, how the tide is going to be, the moon, well, close to the moon, and this is something that's allowed. So, for example, for, so, so this will fall under what? Things like weather for, forecasts. Weather, weather forecast is not something new. The Arabs, they knew it, and they knew it very well, in fact. They knew it very well. To the point that they would know generally, not know, but they would, they would be able to predict when winter, the day winter is coming in. To, tomorrow is going to be winter. That's when the rainy season is going to start. They don't say it's going to rain tomorrow, but it's a sign that's going to rain, for example. Either, for example, when, 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 when one star comes up, they say that it's going to rain. It's a sign, it's a sign that it's going to rain. Okay? Or when wind, they have a certain wind, uh, I mean, a type of wind it blows. They say this wind is not, it's not, it's not a wind of rain, so it's not going to rain. And that's right. And they also they have another type of wind that blows. And they say this type of wind is a wind of rain. We also know that, right? You know, before it rains, we have a certain type of If you really, really concentrate, you think about it, you know that a certain type of wind is a sign of rain. And a certain type of wind is just a normal wind. All of these things, or for example, the moon, how close it is to the earth, is how it's going to affect the tide on the sea, right? And things like that. Then this is allowed. This is all allowed. And there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars on this. And the ulama of Najd, such as Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab and his students, they believe that it was not allowed. It's not allowed. But the correct opinion, and there's the opinion of Ibn Taymiyyah and others, that this is allowed. It's allowed. Because we know that it has an effect. But we believe it's better. Qadr of Allah. Allah is signs on the, in the sky that shows us things that are signs that may, it might rain, it might get cold, it might get hot, and things like that. Is that clear? Is that clear, guys? No, I'm done. So if it wasn't legislated, um, this would be a type of tayyabah. Mm. And if it wasn't legislated, it would be a type of tayyabah. Right. Is that also a Effect. It has an effect. Not really prediction, it's effect. You use the, you use the stars or the, uh, the kawakib in order to predict an effect. To predict an effect. Tayyab, the evidence is for this. Qala al-Bukhari fi sahihihi Al-Bukhari narrated in Sahih, قال قتادة. قتادة is from the Tabi'een. Qatada ibn Da'amat al-Sadusi, he said, خلق الله هذه النجوم لثلاث. Allah created these, these stars for three things. زينة للسماء, as a beautification for the, for, the, for the heavens, for the sky. ورجوما للشياطين, and also the stars, they are um, fireballs that are shot, the shayateen they are shot with, the shayateen are shot with these fireballs. When they try to listen to the conversation of the angels, and star signs that you use in order to navigate. These are the three reasons why the stars were created. Allah says in the Quran, "وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَصَابِيحَ." We have beautified, we have beautified the lowest heaven with masabih, with lamps. وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَصَابِيحَ وَجَعَلْنَاهَا رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ And we also made these stars as things that are used to shoot the shayateen. And another place in the Quran, in the third, so these are the two things that the stars were created for. And the third one is in Surah Al-Nahl when Allah says, وَعَلَامَاتٍ We have made signs. وَبِالنَّجْمِ هُمْ يَهْتَدُونَ And with the stars you are guided. With the stars you are guided. So this, this shows that the, the, the stars, generally their creation is for three things. So Qatada, he says, فَمَنْ تَأَوَّلَ فِيهَا غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ أَخْطَأ Whoever tries to use the stars for anything other than this, then he has made, is mistaken. وَأَضَاعَ نَصِيبَهُ وَتَكَلَّفَ مَا لَا عِلْمَ لَهُ بِهِ And he has lost a portion of his reward 
and he has tried to go into something that he has no knowledge of. And Qatada, he was one of the, he was upon the opinion, the other of the opinion that learning the manazil al qamar, the stages of the moon, is disliked. Walam Yurachis Ibn Uyena Tafihi and Ibn Uyena also disliked it. Wada uh Dakaru Harbun and Huma. A harb al Kirmani mentioned that from him. Waracha Safi Ta'alumil Manazili Ahmadu Ishaq. But the other opinion that you're allowed to learn the stages of the moon, Imam Ahmed and Ishaq ibn Rahaway, they allowed it. What do I mean by that? Bye. Qatada, he said, you're not allowed to learn the Manazil al-Qamar. Manazil al-Qamar are the stages of the moon. The moon is a long type of knowledge. But a, a summary of it is that the moon and the sun, they have different stages at different points of... They are in different places in the sky at different points of the year. And different points of the month and different points of the night. Right? Allah says about the about the, about the sun about the moon sorry that it has it has it has stages. He says, "وَالْقَمَرَ قَدَّرْنَاهُ مَنَازِلَ حَتَّى عَادَ كَالْعُرُجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ." That the the moon we have given it manazil stages. Every day the moon changes. If you guys, I know in London it's a bit hard because it's always cloudy, but if you concentrate and focus on the moon. You're able to tell the month or the day of the month because of the moon, the way the moon looks. Okay? And so it starts off as a small crescent. Small crescent, right? And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until the 13th, 14th, 15th, Ayam al-Bid, the white days, white night, sorry. And the moon becomes full on those days. So it starts off like this and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it becomes full. And then it goes smaller and smaller and smaller until it becomes like this. Allah says, Until it returned like a urjun, um, an old urjun. Urjun is like the, is the, you know, the leaf of a date tree. You know, that big leaf of the date trees. Date, you know, the date palm tree, the palm tree. The palm tree it has leaves like that, right? This is called urjun. And when it becomes old, it becomes very um, bent, very curved. So the moon, if you look at the moon, how it is, it's exactly like the palm tree when the leaf becomes dry, becomes very bent, munhanin, it becomes very bent, curved. طيب. So Allah mentions the manazil of the qamar there. He mentions the stages of the moon in the ayah. He says that we've given the moon stages. And so each stage, it means something. Yani the first night, the second night, until, and they, they calculate it through saying that the 300, the, 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 how many degrees is the circle? 360 degree circle, right? And the Arabs, they knew this. They would say the, the, the circle is 360 degrees. And they divide it by 12, I think. And it should equal 28. Right? No. Someone check it. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not. It's not, it's not. They divide it by a number of 30. Or they divide it by a number. And it equals 28. Through that, they gain all of the stages of the moon. Through that, they gain the stages of the moon. And they have each stage has a name. And the sun similarly, it becomes, uh, in the stars, the stars have different, different places that they are every year. And as it changes, they use this knowledge to work out, the point is, the point is, they use this knowledge to work out things like the summer, when it's going to come, the winter, when it's going to come, the rain, seasons, they use the stars for that. And they use the sun and the moon for all of these kind of things. Learning this knowledge is a huge learning. And Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah ta'ala, he learned it in Mecca. Imam Ahmed, 
He learned this knowledge in Mecca. He said, I went to Mecca and I learned it from those people in Mecca. And Imam Shafi'i was from Mecca. So he knew this kind of knowledge as well. And so this knowledge was something that was present amongst the early generation from the Salaf. So learning it, Qatada ibn Da'amat al-Sudusi disliked it. Also Sufyan ibn Uyayna disliked it. But it was permitted by Imam Ahmed and Ishaq ibn Rahawi. And this is the correct opinion. As long as you don't what? As long as you don't what? You don't believe that? They themselves affect it. It's just signs. Okay? And that, that's what he's talking about. Is that clear? When I say manazil al-qamar, stages of the moon. How do you translate the manazil al-qamar in the English? Lunar phases, huh? Qatada from Mecca as well. So this is وعن أبي موسى قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو موسى العشري رضي الله عنه ينويتد the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said ثلاثة لا يدخلون الجنة three groups of people will never will not enter into Jannah مدمن الخمر someone who is addicted to alcohol وقاطع الرحم someone who cuts off his family ties he doesn't talk to his relatives he is on bad on bad terms with his relatives قاطع الرحم cuts them off ومصدق بالسحر and someone who believes in magic. And so that is the, the khulasa, the summary of the ruling on a tanjim, right? Dakhle. You had a question? Hmm. Uh, what is the navigation one called again? Now we're talking about the last of the the last of the chapters that are speaking about um, things that are used to believe believing in things that have effect that don't have an effect. You remember he said I think it was six chapters altogether or six or seven chapters altogether from from Bab Majafi Sihir, uh Sihir and then all those chapters until now. This is the last chapter that's talking about these kind of things that come under magic and effects that actually don't have any effect that some people believe in. And the last one is Al Istisqaubil Anwa believing in uh, the stars believing in the stars that they give rain. Believing that the stars give rain. Basically, attributing this, this giving of rain to the stars. Attributing the giving of rain to the stars. Hmm. And when we, when we say stars, it's not necessarily just stars. It's all the things that are above. Plan. Naam, lunar phases included in al anwa. An note, the word an note, al anwa is the plural of the word note. And a note is the phase of the, 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 the when the when the when the moon when the moon you know it has its stages, right? When one of the stages it goes away, they call it a note. Two, one note, two note, three note, note. But what comes under it generally is not just the moon; it's everything, everything above, in terms of the stars, planets. You understand? Knowledge of the you know attributing rain to the to astronomy, right? To astronomy, so but you understand? Yes. You sure? Yeah. 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 Is that clear? Everyone knows the chapter we're talking about, yeah? وَقَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى اللَّهُ says وَتَجْعَلُونَ رِزْقَكُمْ أَنَّكُمْ تُكَذِّبُونَ that he said that you make your your rizq the rain that comes down you make it a reason. So the provision that Allah gives to you, you use it to disbelieve in Allah. Subhanallah. This talking about this ayah is talking about um, 
a story that we're going to mention inshallah ta'ala and we're going to mention it it's the second hadith we're talking about inshallah the Prophet he said in a hadith narrated by Abu Malik al Ash'ari, Four things in my ummah is from Jahiliya. My ummah will never leave it. It's always going to happen. This ummah we're always going to have this. Number one is Al Fakhru bil Ahsab. Showing off with your Al-Ahsab. Ahsab is Mahasin al-Aba. Is your, you use your father's, your generate your, your lineage to show off. You say, yeah, my dad, my granddad. Who are you? My, my granddad ruled the, ruled the place of, you know, this place in, in this land. You, you guys are just nothing. Something like that. Or it says that my, my grandfathers, my, my, my forefathers, they were the leaders of this. My forefathers, they were all people of this and that. Showing off in order to belittle other people. Because of who your forefathers were. And the worst thing about this is that you're not even your you're not your father. You're not that person. You're showing off about something that someone else done. It wasn't you. Right? Oh, and, no, no. And tribalism, of course. That's the first thing that comes under it. That's exactly what it is. Tribalism. Believing that your tribe is better than another tribe. Comes showing off showing off because of your tribe basically. So that's number one that the, 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 our ummah will never leave. Have we left it? We've never left it. وَالطَّعْنُ فِي الْأَنْسَابِ Number two is to accuse other people of their lineage. And this two things come under it. Number one is to accuse someone for not from not to not be from what, his, what he claims to be. Yeah, and you say this guy he claims you know he just claims to be um, from this tribe, but he's not really. This guy just claims it to to say that there's something that's from Amrul Jahiliya from ignorance. You can't be Doubting people's lineage You can't be Doubting people's lineage And also what comes under it is To speak bad about a certain lineage So that tribe is weak That tribe has no power That tribe they're all this and that That country They're all like this huh? That group of people They're all like that In a bad way That's also not allowed no. How can I say I don't know how If you're defending someone's lineage If you if you have significant proof to show that this person is not from that lineage, then that's different. That's allowed. No problem. But if he has, you have no proof that person is not from that lineage, then he has. Yani, the fact that he's from the family of the Prophet وسلم, doesn't mean anything in terms of who's better than you. No one's better than anyone because of their lineage. Allah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, Whoever's actions, they, are, they slow him down, then your, your lineage is not going to make you better. It's not going to bring you up. Right? The people who are disbelievers, and they're from the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Abu Jahl, I mean Abu Lahab, was the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa It doesn't mean anything. And Bilal uh, was not. And he was better than Abu Lahab. Right? Tayyip. These all, this shows that a person, his, his, you, for you to, to answer like that, it's not necessarily needed. But if a person, of course, is, is clear evidence to show that this person is not from the lineage of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he's making it up, right? Like some of the people of Iran, and they claim that they're from the family of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In reality, they they don't go back to that to that lineage. Then that's different. Like in we say, if they have proof, then it's, it's, it's clear.
طيب number three the third thing that people won't stop doing from our ummah is al-istisqa'u bin-nujum they're going to attribute rain but to the stars so they say that the stars they are the ones that brought the rain something that happens in this ummah as well wal-niyaha so that's, that's what we're talking about here right this chapter al-istisqa'u bil-anwa' bin-nujum that you attribute the, 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 the sending down of rain to the to the stars wal-niyaha also another thing that this ummah never leave is al-niyaha when someone dies they scream and shout. Someone dies, they scream and shout and they make noise in order to uh, wail, wailing over that person. This is something that our ummah will not leave. And it is from the ways of Jahiliyyah. And the reason why Al-Istisqa'u bin Nujum is from Jahiliyyah, seeking rain or believing rain is from the stars, is from Jahiliyyah, is because it is attributing a ni'mah, a blessing, to other than the one who gave it to you. Allah is the one who gave you the, the blessing of rain And you're attributing it to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So it's from jahiliya And that's this belief in Allah That's ingrateful, being ungrateful to Allah And niyah has also a type of jahiliya Because a person is wailing over the dead And what you're indirectly saying is That this person shouldn't have died But it was the qadr of Allah that they died That they went away Right? So a person wailing, crying is okay Wailing, making noise As if you're ungrateful As if you're not happy with the qadr of Allah, that's what is from jahiliya. وَقَالَ And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, النَّائِحَةُ إِذَا لَمْ تَتُبْ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهَا The woman who wails over the dead, if she doesn't repent before she dies, تُقَامُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَعَلِيهَا سِرْبَالٌ مِنْ قَطِرَانِ وَدِرْعٌ مِنْ جَرَبٍ That on the Day of Judgment, she will be given a... She will be stood up on the Day of Judgment. And on her will be سِرْبَالٌ مِنْ قَطِرَانِ a clothing made from kind of a fuel that burns. A burning type of fuel. And her clothing will be that kind of burning fuel. وَدِرْعٌ مِّنْ جَرَبٍ And a shield. She, oh sorry, yeah, she'll be wearing metal armor from, from fire as well. So that is a punishment for the one who wails and doesn't repent before they die. And why does he say a woman specifically? A na'iha. The woman specifically. Why? Is it only the woman going to be punished like this if they wail? Because it's more common amongst the women. Because it's more common amongst the women. So it doesn't mean that it's only for the women. It's for the men and the women. Like, and because it's more common amongst them, then that person will be punished in that way. As for, so that, the point of that hadith was what? That the person seeking, seeking rain from the stars is a sin, is a major sin. From Jahiliyyah. Zayd ibn Khalid narrated, he said, صلى لنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة الصبح بالحديبية. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he prayed with us Fajr, صلاة الصبح in حديبية outside of Mecca. على إثر سماء كانت من الليل just after it rained. So it rained and we prayed Fajr. فلما صرف أقبل على الناس when we finished praying the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم turned around and he turned around to the people and he said فقال هل تدرون ماذا قال ربكم؟ Do you know what your, Allah, what your Lord has said? Do you know what Allah has said? قالوا الله ورسوله أعلم. They said Allah and His Messenger knows best. قال He said أصبح من عبادي مؤمن بي وكافر. This morning, some of my slaves they became believers and some of them they became kafir. They became disbelievers. يعني ungrateful. فَأَمَّا مَنْ قَالَ مُطِرْنَا بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ The one who said that this rain that came last night, it came from the mercy of Allah, from the bounty of Allah and from His mercy. 
That is the believer in me. This one who believes in me. And the one who disbelieves in the, in the stars or in the planets. As for the one who said, We were, we were sent down rain because of this, this star or because of this, lunar, this, 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 this type of moon. We will give rain because of it. Notice here he didn't say that the rain came from the moon. They said that we were given this because of the moon. So it's sababiyya. They believed it was a reason. They believed it was a sabab, a reason for rain to come. And Allah did not say that the moon is a reason for rain. Notice this is the reason why. So they attributed something as a, as a, as a reason that has no evidence that it's actually a reason. Remember we mentioned that at the beginning, right? Attributing, saying this is a reason for something to happen, but it's not, it's not actually a reason. So he says, whoever said that the, because of this, 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 star, this sign in the sky, we were given rain, that's the one who disbelieved in me and believed in the, in the stars and in the uh, planets and things like that. So notice here that they attributed the rain to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rain only comes from Allah. If there's someone says that this is a sign that rain is going to come from Allah, it's a sign, but it's not a reason, it's a sign. Like the star or like the wind. Allah says in the Quran about the wind, about the wind. We sent down the rain. We, I mean, so we sent the wind as good news. Mubashiratin. Yani, good news of rain. When the wind comes, they know the rain is going to come. And for them, obviously, you have to understand that in the Arabian Peninsula, there's not much rain. So when you feel when the rain comes, Subhanallah, it's a, it's a beautiful day. It's really nice. You know, imagine the sun every day hot. You know, people from London, you won't know that. Like, imagine. Uh, imagine you're living in Mecca Medina yeah? And you don't see rain for months Wallahi, we, we, There was times we won't see rain for months Months, months on end Every day 40 degrees, 50 degrees Hot Then you have a little wind And you think this is a, this is a, this is a sign that rain is going to come Because you know how the wind smells For the rain wind And different type of wind It smells a different way right? So the wind comes So Allah says We sent these winds as mubashirat And as good news That this rain is going to come did we say that the wind is the is the reason why the is the reason why the rain comes? No, it's a sign that the rain is going to come. That's when that's what's allowed. As for saying that the stars or whatever, it's a reason for the rain to come. Then no, that's wrong. Or to say that they themselves bring down the rain, that's even worse. That's what the Sabiina, that's what they believe. So the point is that the the reason why the Sahaba here, they were some of them, they were rebuked is because they believed that these these signs. Was a reason for to send the rain. Because of the reason, right? Also, Ibn Abbas narrated the same hadith. وفيه, but he added an addition. He said, That this, this sign of rain is truth. It was true. So Allah said in the Quran, النجوم, I swear by the placement of the stars. The placement of the stars. And then he says, وَإِنَّهُ لَقَسَمٌ لَوْ تَعْلَمُونَ عَظِيمٌ تكذبون, are you going to make your rain? The fact that I sent down rain to you now, this is the story that the ayah was revealed to them, saying that I sent down rain to you now and you use the rain to disbelieve. Yani Allah gave you a blessing and because of that blessing you use it to, to be ungrateful to Allah. Do you understand that? That the rain was a blessing from Allah. And it was a reason for your for your for your ungratefulness, 
for you attributing the rain to other than Allah. Allah revealed that to rebuke those those people who, who said that. Alright? So that the point is here that the rain is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is not attributed to anyone other than Allah Azza wa Jal. The Masail of this chapter is Al Ula Tafsiru Ayatil Waqia, the Tafsir of Ayah and Surah Al Waqia. Thaniya, this is the question, pass it on inshallah. Thaniya, Dhikrul Arabailati min Amril Jahiliya. The four things that are from Jahiliya, what are they? Nayah has the last one, but. Okay, you're going in the opposite direction, huh? When you boast about lineage. Boasting about lineage? When you defame other five. Defaming other lineages? When you leave the astrology. Believes. Seeking rain from stars or. And the wailing person. Naam. Barakallah feek. These are the four things that are from the things of Jahiliya. Thalitha, and anything, anything that's attributed to Jahiliya is. What's the ruling on it? Haram. is not allowed. Thalitha, number three is. Dhikru al-kufri fi ba'diha. That sometimes it can be kufr. Rabi'anna min al-kufri ma la yukhriju min al-millah. That this is kufr, but it doesn't take you out of the religion. So it's minor kufr. Right? Al-khabisa, number five is. Qawlu asbaha min ibadi mu'minun bi. وكافر بسبب نزول نزول النعمة بسبب نزول النعمة is that right you got the same thing نعم بسبب أصبح من عبادي مؤمن بي وكافر that some people they were believers in me and some people they were ungrateful because of the the the, the fact that the blessing of Allah came down that they imagine a blessing came down and because of that they became ungrateful تجعلون رزقكم أنكم تكذبون سادس number six is that a person who has Iman this, Notice how Iman is connected to this Iman is connected to this Seven, you need to be aware of This is this belief in and the different oh, um, uh, signs of the stars and, and the what's, the, what's the What's the word for this? So everything that's above in the sky. Celestial? Yeah. Celestial objects. That's a better word. Celestial objects, huh? Celestial objects. Celestial. Are you sure? Okay. Those objects. Atasia Ikharaju al Ali Mimil Mutali Mil Masalatil with Stifham. The Alim uh, he asked a question in order to make them understand. So one of the ways of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to teach the people is that he would ask a question. Do you know what Allah said? Atadruna ma qala rabbukum. Do you know what Allah said last night? In order to bring their attention, it's a good way of teaching. And Ibn Bukhari mentions that in his Sahih as well. Al-Ashira the threat that has come against the Naiha. Next lesson, insha'Allah taala, we're going to start the we're going to carry on from the chapters of the three wings of a believer. Or the sorry, the two wings of the believer and the head. Yani, they say that the believer, his heart has a head and two wings. The head of the heart is loving Allah, and the two wings, there's fear and hope of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and they all need to be there and they need to be balanced in order for the person to be a perfect believer. And that's what we're going to start from next next lesson. So we're going to start with love, then fear, and then hope, or hope, fear, hope, and then fear. Talking about these. Uh, perfections of your of your iman ta'ala next week Sunday. Naam. Um Allahu Alam wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi